This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that loves going away with Chelsea. And uh, away I jolly well went. Um, yeah, my lovely ne- I took my nephew, Sasha, as I was telling everybody, to his first proper away game, Oop North. And uh, he was rather shocked when he arrived on Friday. Uh, sadly, he didn't, he didn't make it in time to, to appear on the podcast, but he was rather shocked when I announced that he would be having to wake up at half past six in the morning. I don't think he envisaged that as part of the plan. But we were we were off by half seven. Uh, we got up there at half twelve in time to meet the lovely Cliff, Smithy, Debs and uh, Tim Rolls in the boozer. Found a nice little boozer. Uh, and uh, we, had a lo- we had a lovely day. I mean, there is nothing like going away. I mean, I have to say, I'm so- I'm still pooped from it all now. I don't know. I, I, it I, is so knackering, Chich, isn't it? Well, you know what? I mean, you know, look, I, I, I've done two away games, uh, consecutive away games. I can't remember the last decade I did that in, honestly. <laughs> uh, and I, my, my respect for people who go, like you, JK, who goes to every match, home and away, and Europe, and I know, well, I know you don't do, well, nobody does Europe this season, obviously, but, you know, in the past, <laughs> you know, but uh, my respect for the people out there listening to the show, for, for you, JK, who does it, who go to every away match, I, I my hat is off, mate, because, I mean, it, I, I get it, it's great fun, and I can understand how totally addictive it is, and I love it, and I would love to do it, but my God, I was pooped on Sunday, that's for sure, but yeah, it's worth it, great day out, and most important of all, on the way back, I mean, we had to walk up this massive hill, which was not what we needed at our age. Um, and at that point, Sasha said to me, you haven't got uh, his auntie, my wife, you haven't got her Eccles cakes like you promised her. Oh. I said, oh, shit. So I did find, I found a shop, I found a spa, 
where I where I bought some Eccles cakes, only to discover that I could buy them in the Tesco's in Winchester. But hey, they were from Burnley, so they had a ring of authenticity about it, <laughs> didn't it? Anyway, there was also a football match, and we're going to talk all about that tonight. And uh, I will not uh, I will not tease it. Other than that, other than to say, the title of this show is. A sterling performance, Chelsea fancast number 1070. And as you all know, because we've already heard his wonderful dulcet tones, we have the absolutely marvellous Jonathan Kidd with us tonight. Oh, Kidd, thank you so much. Lovely to be on the show. My daughter has appeared here. What's the matter, darling? Are you all right? You'll be here in a second. She'll be here in a minute. Do you mind going back to bed, please? No, you can't come back to bed. I'll come a bit later after I've done the show, if that's OK. No. Any any other problem, come and find me. All right. That went well then, putting it to bed. Yeah. <laughs> I can see parenthood fits like a hand in a glove, oh, mate. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, but by the way, did, did you not, I thought you were going to have some Benny and Hot, but we discussed we, it. We, yeah, I know. I couldn't find anywhere. I mean, they, they, I, did, they don't, I don't think, well, apart from the fact I was driving, that kind of, I, of course, scuppered it course. somewhat. We, we met We met a couple of, we've got some direction, met a couple of Burnley fans and said, uh, we've been told to have the Benny and Hot. Where do you suggest? And he said, uh, no, no, but nobody drinks that nowadays. He said. I went. Oh, okay. Bit of a shock. I thought as, as we thought that's what you did in the cricket club. Did you see you that know? video that Adam sent us on on uh, on on our you know to ch- to Twitter to X? Have oh, a, I didn't see. Oh, it. mate, have a look in the we'll in the look. notifications. There's a video that was. It was on. Uh, oh God, I'm doing it again, Tony. Oh, I've also revealed who our next guest is inadvertently <laughs> jimmy farrell jimmy fallon jimmy fallon on his show oh, yeah. they had i think he must have been an american football player who's got because the, the burnley have got american owners so they're, apparently they're, Mormon. he, they're mormons in fact are they really the mormons yes. yeah like like chris and Stu and phil no no different mormons okay <laughs> they're normans we're talking mormons anyway um yeah, they, he must be an American footballer or something, but it was on the Jimmy Fallon show announcing to the world that he is a Burnley fan and they had a Benny and Hawk. And uh, Adam wow. posted this on our on our, on our our Chelsea fancast. I showed I showed Smithy and Cliff in the pub and we were in hysterics because apparently, I think Fallon said it tastes like like uh, heated up, mel- no, melted cough mixture. Uh, <laughs> he said, this chap said to me, it's an acquired taste. Yeah, it's I an said, acquired taste. I, I get that, I get that. Um, but yeah, I, well, I had a fantastic, um, fantastic time. Except the train was cancelled, and uh, my mate said, I've, "I've arranged a lift. Can you make it here in half an hour?" And that, uh, and as I was standing naked at the end of the bed at the time, just having, having had a bath, but I put my clothes on, which was an image that um, I, tried, I shared with the uh, the people I'd gone away with, and they didn't like it very much. Um, they said, uh, he, he, he said, how are you going to get here? Get a cab. And I thought, well, I'll just drive there because it's free at the weekend to park. So I drove and it took an eternity. But at the moment I arrived, this other chap turned up who was going to. So you you drove mate. you drove up? No, no, I, I drove to um, uh, to Chiswick, parked and, and got a lift with people who drove up. Yeah, who who had to be there early because he's a mate of one of the Mormons. Um, who is the uh, a media guy there, um, and uh, and he was being given a tour of the the pitch and s- sat in. He sat in the little. They've got a little area where the players sit. He's got a fantastic picture of of Palmer handing his shirt to the crowd, um, uh, which he had great joy in uh, being being able to take it right up close. But he, he said that it's a fantastically friendly club. He said particularly since the um, the the owners uh, American owners are, are just so involved in the community 
as as was said on Friday in the preview. Mm. And uh, and he loved going. It was helped. It helped that the weather was wonderful. Let's be frank. Mm. Well, there'll, there'll be mention of that it, in the show. There will be mention sure of that in dispatches. I've, yeah, I've so, said more Barbados than Burnley. I've said. Yeah, well done. Well yes, done. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, shall I introduce the? the uh, Why not? Yes. Why not? We know, we know he's on already. Oh, no, I don't, I've forgotten, J.K. Can you remind me? me? I, yeah, that's weird because I've forgotten as well. I don't know better. Who is it? Let me have a look. Oh, it's Tony Glover. Yeah, I know you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Grocer Jack, you haven't been. I haven't. I don't think I've been on a show with you this year yet, have I? Have we uh, done? But only the only the. I think only the two, J.K. We did the Friday one. We did the we... Friday one. But we haven't done a Monday one. No, we, we haven't done a Monday one. No, that's no, no. Right. Good, 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 good. Yeah. So we had a slight disagreement earlier on, but then we decided we both actually agreed despite disagreeing, which I liked. Yes, is, of course. It's good fun. We thought we, <laughs> thought we had more in common than we thought. We often, we, we often do. I think we just we could be a bit intransigent at times. Spiky. For the purposes Spiky. of entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good to have you both back on. Uh, it really, really is. Uh, always lovely to see you, Tony, as you well know. Uh, right, now, as ever, don't forget, you can listen to the show live. Live! Live! Very good, JK. Uh, 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 but, so, but I should tell you, Tony, on, on Friday, uh, I, I threw in a bit of a naughty you know, plug at the end for Mixler, which completely caught JK off guard. <laughs> and I just, me being me, decided to not say anything for about five seconds, which, oh, as you so know, on ra- radio I'm- is like... A lifetime, yeah. and yes. they they were so disgusted on Mixler that they said that he should get a three game ban, oh. for not saying live <laughs> in the right place. Then I thought that I was redeem- harsh. I redeemed myself though later on when you said you live in a completely different context, yes. and I said, "Ah, you did." And yeah. Went, yeah, okay, that's fair enough. Yeah. I thought that was harsh. Anyway, uh, yeah, live every Monday and Friday. Yeah, well done, <laughs> Friday at seven thirty p.m. by going to Chelsea-Fancast.Mixler. Dot com where you can join in the chat by posting on the live chat page uh, as so many of you do there's so many of you in there i cannot mention you all by name but uh there's that all the angry interns in lovely hello you cante we've not seen him for a while Stephen osborne L- loads of lovely people um many of whom are also patrons or patreons and are in our discord group so uh which is why the discord group is so fantastic uh and tony myself and jk make her an appearance yep. in there now and again as well. So there we go. Right. You can follow us on all the socials at Chelsea Fancast. Listen and subscribe on Acast, Spotify, Apple and all good podcast platforms. And make sure you leave us a glowing five-star review. And when I pull my finger out of my derriere, we will also be resurrecting our YouTube channel. Uh, JK has been moaning at me quite rightly for a long... Jumping at the bit. Champing at the bit. Yeah, two years he's been moaning at me. I have a slight problem with the... Uh, the access, which got fucked up, but I'm on it. Uh, but when 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 we get it up and running, JK is going to put all of his fan bites on there as well, and also the back catalogue because there's quite a lot of those now. Um, and uh, anything else we decide to do, plus we might do we might simulcast a podcast and uh, and video version. We'll just be like Talk Sport, you know. We'll it just yeah, be, yeah, YouTube. Yeah, I mean. I have to okay it with the other fan casters because some of them don't like the uh, the notoriety and prefer the anonymity or just think that they have faces for radio. I don't know, right. but uh, so they can just be blank, can they? Cause yeah. They don't have to access the yeah, video. but then we can't see them, which makes it much harder. So yeah, but we hear them. Yeah, but we I need to see them. See you and me. Yeah. All right. Whatever. But anyway, we're, I'm getting. You know, I just need to find a spare two hours, as I told J.K. And guess what, J.K. The day I allotted to do it, I fell asleep. 
Oh, I suppose sleep is preferable. It was the Ryder Cup, and I was watching that, and I just kind of, I just flaked out, mate. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair anyway. enough. What's going to be the next excuse? There won't be one, but I, I mean, after that, I was busy every night. Of course. Of course. But I, I will do it, mate, because we need to do it. I've had talk sport on at me, get, yes. you know, moaning too. So there we go. Right. Uh, enough of my waffle. Uh, we will be talking about uh, the uh, Burnley versus Burnley. Chelsea game in, a, in the shake of a Lambsdale. So, um, oh, what fun it is to win away. I mean, it's just great. I mean, you know, I, without without doing the entire show, J.K., because I know that I, I, I'm, I'm I'm holding myself to a uh, hostage to fortune with an opening statement like this. I know, um, but I mean, it's really interesting actually because I picked it up from your fan by too. But I, I, it's really interesting to hear you say what I felt at the game actually, which was I thought, you know, finally. We've kind of given somebody a hammering, which is what we were talking about on Friday. But, you know, it didn't feel like we'd given them a hammering. It's Because, you know, when you've beaten somebody 4-1, you think, oh, yeah, we've absolutely hammered them. But it didn't feel like it to me, did it? It was really kind of weird. Horrible first half, obviously, which didn't help. I think help. that was the reason, is the yeah. first half was so dreadful. Um, it, it was... They, their tails were up after the goal. It was their first shot on goal, of course. And we yeah. we looked... we done the usual thing of fannying around in the penalty area and uh, I mean to be fair Sterling had a decent chance which uh, um, was was we should have realised was going to be a, a hint of what was to come good but effort. you know you never know with Sterling it was a very good effort he curled it round but um, uh, their goal I'm afraid was Cucurella's fault well, yeah, well, was, and, and silver, and silver, and silver, and Dizarzi. In fact, in fact, the entire bloody defence were at fault. All of their fucking and forces. Sanchez. Yeah, yeah, but it was, but, but, um, and the yes, midfield. Yes, it was at the midfield, but it just came out. So it was a kind of break. The only kind of goal they would have scored, um, breaking, and he took it well, the boy, but he slipped it through Cucurella's legs. Good guy, he, he did uh, take it well. Then, then all hell broke loose because the crowd went. Berserk, as you know, it had been absolutely quiet. Not a peep out of them until then. Not a peep, not a peep, not a peep. And then they went absolutely and they abused us, called us rent boys, of course, as you'd expect. And then they had that wonderful, wonderful moment where the bloke announced, you know, that they will not tolerate any that kind of language. So they all sang it again. Yeah. Um, Do you know what? I I really wish that that the announcer said, we will not tolerate any homophobic, misogynistic or racist (laughs) language. At this football stadium today, yes, it would be nice, wouldn't it? It would have been. He fun. annoyingly had a had a rather DJ-ish Southern voice. I know. I was very disappointed. Or, or even better, Alistair Campbell. Yeah, that would have been great, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. P- plugging his podcast yeah. at the end of it. Yeah, yeah, that would have been fabulous. But um, uh, yeah, and then we just did all of that because they then their tails were so up they just pressed, and before they hadn't been doing much pressing as we hadn't particularly, but we looked in the ascendancy but couldn't score as usual. And from then on, they just uh, were in our faces. And so we just did a mass of passing the ball backwards and sideways. And, and Cucurella was back to... Not enough pressing, up. first half either, I thought. 
No, 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 what didn't happen? Well, we were just over, we were overcome. It was like there was a big dent to our confidence. Um, and then luckily Sterling scored the goal. Luckily we got the, the deflection and it, and everything changed. It you was know, a completely different attitude. So. I've written that in, haven't I, actually? Because, it, 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 I, mean, I, I mean, I mean, I don't know about you. you. You were down at the front. Me and Sash uh, were right at the back. So back, yeah. it yeah. was hard to see really what happened. I, I Also, I was talking to Dom, which didn't help. So I missed it completely. But, um, I mean... Well, it, we I, thought at the time that it, Broder had headed it in. Yeah, yeah. He's, but but um, then... then uh, um, the bloke next to me, I said, what happened? He said, he said, I've got fucking clue. No, nobody clue. seemed to know where we were either. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. Anyway, it went but in it, off his leg. It, it, it was apparent to me it was an own goal because nobody celebrated. No, no. They didn't, um, they didn't congratulate anybody. So I, I actually said, it's an own goal. And then Tim, I was sitting next to, standing next to, just looked it up on his phone and it, it said own goal. Whatever the guy who scored it. Yeah. So uh, I was only when I got back, I realised that it had, I know it had looped over. But um, and we know that Sterling was involved in it, but that was that was the, uh, you know, the the precursor of things to come. Just, just because gonna, he then just gonna, ruled the second half. He yeah. did indeed. We'll get into that uh, in a minute. I uh, just want to bring uh, uh, good old Mister Glover in. Um, yeah, sorry, Tony, for rambling. No, 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 no. Oh, I, I, oh, honestly, I, I'm, don't don't I'm apologize, not. J.K. Don't apologize. I, if I, I turn I, into an, I turn into a listener when yeah, you're doing that. If I invite fun. it, it's you know, don't worry about it, man. Um, but I just no, I just wanted to pick up on something actually because. Uh, uh, this one might appeal to Tony, actually, because I've written in here a bit of luck, and it was a bit of luck, and I said we've needed that because I don't yeah. think we've had a lot recently. No, we haven't. And, um, you know, the last two of these I've done, um, I've come on as, as, as ironically, as Mr. Positive, um, you know, saying that it's not all as bad and it's not all as doom and gloom as, as people think. Uh, and I don't think the first half was quite as negative as 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 you two have just portrayed. I, I don't think I it was a... as good as Fulham. I think when you'd have been I... when you went to yeah. Fulham, what you expected was them to come out yeah. like they did there and they didn't. Yes, yes. Because I Fulham a... was a ninety minutes yeah. of, of excellence and yeah. just I I I because I had a slightly different view of the game. So I was seeing stuff on the on the on the telly that you, you may not have seen. I, I, and you've got it to say it like this, bright. Tony. You'll see things we'll never see. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um <laughs> and you know, I always take this thing with luck because I'm all, I'm, you know, you, you've heard me moan time and time again about this extra pass, this extra ball that we look for to find someone in a better position, as J.K. said on his fan bite. You know, always looking for the extra pass instead of you know. And, and what Sterling did, whether it was a cross or a shot, it doesn't really matter. You got uh, the ball you, in there. Yeah. You don't win the lottery unless you buy the ticket, and that's as simple as that. So if you do put something in like that, occasionally a keeper or a defender is going to make a balls up and you might get something out of it. Um, and, and it was good to see us trying to do stuff like that. Um, I thought in the first half, we were a tad unfortunate to go behind because I think that was their only shot on goal the whole game. I think there was only shot on target the whole game. I don't recall them having anything else and I'm pretty sure the stats bore that out at the end. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, as I said, I had the game on and I was doing some other bits and put like admin work and all this sort of stuff. And so I thought, oh, I'll shut this. I'm going to, I'm going to watch the game. What's going on? And just as I did, they scored. And I thought, oh, <laughs> why? She just, she just carry on doing your admin work. But I thought it was a bright first half. And that luck is, that, and I'm pretty sure it is Lee Torino. And someone said, oh, you know, it's a, uh, that's a lucky shot. And he said, his, his response was, yeah, the funny thing is, the more I practice, the luckier I get. 
Yeah, absolutely. Right? I thought it was Gary Player. It might have been Gary Player. It was it was one of those golfers who who came out with that. And and the point being, of course, is that if you carry on and you know you're not far off doing things wrong, I described us uh, on the first show with Dean as a kind of slightly mistuned Formula One. We're a bit like Mercedes at the moment. You know, we've got all these really good components, drivers and everything like that, but it's just not quite clicking. Um, and when it does, it will be phenomenal. And I've just, I think we've we've turned a corner to some degree, not, not entirely. You know, we've got a really tough load of games coming up. But the way we've kind of controlled the game against Fulham, uh, could have had and should have had three or four goals against Fulham, I think. Um, but we broke them with those two quick goals. And with Burnley... Once um, Cole Palmer had slotted in the penalty, like we we just never looked back. We didn't, did we? Well, I mean, I think there was a precursor to that as well because I I don't think that uh, we were the only. I mean, I I hear what you're saying, Tony. I think it's a question of perspective, isn't it? And I and I it's yes. really interesting because having been at both of the away games, it it felt deflated when we started slowly and didn't seem to know what to do. Having been so good against Fulham. Um, I I have I I said it at, at, in the second half. I didn't notice that actually we'd come out three minutes early, <laughs> which is clearly, as we all know, the manager's sign that he's given them a right bollocking. But I said to Dom, I said, I the way, just in the way they played in the second half, I said I think he really got into them at half time yeah, because they suddenly they suddenly played in a very different way. Um, you know, the title, the clue is always in the title, isn't it, Tony? And the title of this show is a sterling performance, and uh, well. Yeah, he was brilliant second half, wasn't he? What, what can I say? I, if, I, I'm glad I never uttered the immortal phrase, if he, if he turns out to be a decent player, I'll eat my hat because I'd have been through a better I thought it was run around Chelsea naked. Yeah, well, you've got no chance of that one, mate, ever, I'll tell you that. Um, but I'd, there'd be a sizable donation to a charity if I ever promised that rather than actually do it. But um, look, uh, I, I, I was viscerally, viscerally scathing of him last season because he I, I called him a fraud. I said he was a mercenary. He deserved he was, it. He deserved it, Tony. Thank you. Thank you. He did. This season, well, I can only imagine that he's finally got a coach that he respects in Pochettino, right, uh, and that they've sat down and they've had a clear the air or something's happened because... Man alive, he dictated that game. He dictated. There were times when he, I, I can't remember, was it for the, it, I can't remember, it might have been for the penalty. But he, he, he reminded me of, and I'm not saying this lightly, but he reminded me of Eden Hazard with the turn of pace, the, the turn the player inside out, and then just boom. Like, you know, who's the guy, Billy, Billy Wiz? Like him, he was just brilliant. And I had to sit there with my mate, who knows what I thought about him last season. He's going, what do you reckon here, Tone? I'm sitting there going, yeah, ain't a B player, isn't he? You know what I mean? But um, but no, he was very, very good. And, and you know, it's good to see. And it looks to me like he's enjoying his football. He didn't look like that at all last season. And yet, he's only he, he's only turned it on against two crappy well, sides. Yes. Yep. We have to see what's going to happen well, against... The bigger against the uh, uh, spuds and the gooners. We do, yeah. we do. If they if they just tuck him up and tie him up, and he he uh, doesn't have an out, get physical it, with him. I mean, they they need somebody quick if they're going to do that. But uh, what I do think um, about about uh, Sterling was that 
you know, you 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 play him in in his best position, which is where he was played, and and you will get a good, you know, if, all things being equal, you get a good performance out of. I mean, we we I mean we 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 held off moaning about him uh, on the Fulham game because he was played as a nine uh, when he came on, and and he and he so abjectly is not. I mean, how many times have we said this about all sorts of other players on this show? But you play play him on the left and let him attack. I mean. Nathan has taken the words right out of my mouth. I was about to say this, Nathan, and I completely agree. Um, on Saturday, he was the player we all wanted him to be when we were vaguely excited about signing him. He was running at people, taking people on, forging into the box, and making people foul him, making people commit. You know, and that's what you have to do in that position. That's what Eden. You mentioned Eden Hazard earlier, Tony. Yeah. That was the hallmark of Eden's game when yes. when there was nothing else on, when it was all going to shit. Adam would pick up the ball and he would run at these fuckers and he knew he was going to get clattered. Invariably, he did, or he found a bit of yeah. skill to beat them and score a brilliant goal. But one of the, there were one or two things that were going to happen. We'd either get a goal or we'd get a free kick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's what you want, isn't it? You want him running at defenders, scaring them. You want him running at defenders, doing things like giving away, you know, penalties. Uh, you know, and, and you're making those things happen. You You... What's that? This old phrase it is a cliche. Old phrase. You make your own luck, yeah. right? And and so he gets a penalty, which was a penalty, um, and he scored a, a lovely goal. He scored an absolutely lovely goal, and of course he got the deflection because you actually have to try that. You know, like I said, you don't win the lottery unless you buy the ticket. And this is why I get so frustrated with players who won't shoot. Yeah, who? Oh, I'll look for the extra part. No, try the keeper out. Let's see what he's made of. You know, and 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 so it was. It was a pleasure to see it. I'm 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 not going to be mealy mouthed about it and say, um, you know, I want him to fail or you know, it's just a blip or whatever. I'm glad he's doing that. You know, I really am. I'm glad he's he's lifted his game. And and like he said, there's there are bigger tests to come. But he's he's you know he's faced them tests with other teams, so it's not like they're going to be surprised by him, is it? Or should and he's, be. And he's done it at international level. He's done it in the Champions yeah. League with City. I mean, he's he's yeah. not a mug. J.K. Yeah. Um. He he obviously he won he won the penalty for uh, for Cole Palmer. Um, lovely, and to... he contributed to the fourth goal as well by passing to Palmer, he, who he... very intelligently yeah. laid it off to Jackson. He did. Yeah. It was lovely to see Cole Palmer get off the mark. I, I, did you expect him to take the penalty? Yeah, it was. It was. Um, I think. Well, mind you, we, we were all saying who's going to take the pen. We we all said that at the time when we thought, who's it? Is it going to be Fernandez again? Will they give him another chance? Because remember, he missed he one. He fucked one up, didn't he? Against West Ham. So um, I was uh, hoping it wasn't going to be Fernandez actually. But I I was very pleased for Palmer to do that because I think he's. Um, I keep saying this. I think he's he's a top player, and to get off the mark like that with such a was such a, a relaxed penalty was fantastic. It's very ha- uh, Havertz esque his penalty, wasn't it? Yeah, yes, drove into the other other corner. Of course, against his uh, his pal from England, um, the England under twenty one goalkeeper Trafford. Um, but uh, he's he's very impressive. Those lovely little chips he puts into the area all the time, which is a very City kind of move. Actually, the kind of thing that City do is they they find an option. For, for a runner that isn't uh, um, uh, a flat pass, as well as playing those beautiful drives into the penalty area, those little chips and dinks, which occasionally he plays too, puts too much um, pace on. But it's the fact that he's got all those skills. I, I, but as I said, I think he was the best 
purchase in the transfer window. We don't know about Nkunku yet, but um, uh, if that's the caliber of player that they're going to try and they're going to get in, I I think we're onto something mm. because to me he's he's um, he's potentially one of the best players I think we have bought in the last few years. He's the kind of player we'd have automatically bought when we were winning everything. You yeah. know, you know what? I mean, I, I mentioned Havertz, and and his penalty was very Havertz-like. He he looks a bit like him. He's quite lanky and gawky yeah. in a way. But yeah. a lot of people have been doing the, you know, uh, is he is he better than? Ha- I don't I don't think it's he's a different player. I think the Completely the thing, the, the thing that marks marks Cole Palmer out is you know what his best position is. We never knew with Havertz, but I think I think the comparison or the or the re- the relationship I would point out is, you know, J.K. is is he what we wanted? from Havertz but never really got uh, I think we wanted more from Havertz I actually think that he's um, I almost feel we don't know anymore what we wanted from Havertz because we were judging it on all the was it Leverkusen he played for where he yeah. played brilliantly I mean really if you watch the videos which I did before he was when we knew he was were buying him he, he put so much more effort into it and was was like a, a mini Hazard himself at that period so I just don't think he's ever replicated that, Havertz ever replicated that um, that form or skill or ability that he had when he, when he first appeared on the scene and when we bought him. Because we were looking for that kind of player then because that was, that was the kind of thing that Abramovich did. He looked for the, the Marina and whoever there and Czech and whoever looked for the players, looked for wanted marquee signings of somebody who could then just run the team and and he never never ever managed to go up kick that standard as well i mean i'm still being being texted by my arsenal friends saying what on earth does havertz do we can't work well, it he, out he helped, them, he helped them beat city yesterday yes he did but did he help them just by being on the pitch i'm not you know no well, he, he, he i think he laid the goal on didn't he did he lay the goal yeah but it he was a, it was just a shot in the you know what once again the example of have a shot and it might hit somebody and go in yeah I'm not getting the impression that City look as strong as they were last year. Oh, they, they, they were missing De Bruyne and Rodri. Yeah, they were, yeah. they were. I wish I'd known yeah. that let's before. Let's not forget, in the last two seasons, they've come good at the end of the season when it really matters. They, yeah. That's, yeah. That's I think, it, I think it, it's early days, as long as they're there or I thereabouts. Mean, you know, so. I, I, I think it's a very interesting question. Not not just because I wrote it, obviously, but, I, I you know, <laughs> I, I do... I do. <laughs> I, I, modesty, modesty. I, yeah, I, do, I try sometimes, but uh, you know, I, th- I think we expect. I mean, I think it's a cautionary tale. This actually, we expected a lot from Havertz, and occasionally he delivered. More infrequently, he did not. We never knew what his best position was. Tony, I think we all know. You know, if there is anybody in the side who can play a number ten like role, it is Cole Palmer. I mean, I know yes. he, he tends to be playing on the right, but that's just a function of the system. I think de facto he's a ten type player. So he is the like the, the most likely. Yes. Havertz never really managed to secure anything like that kind of a role in the side. I mean, the caveat I would add, and I would agree with Paul here, actually, good old PC. Good, hello, Paul. Hope you're well, matey. Anyway, you know, Palmer, like a lot of our players, is young. It is early days for these guys. I think potentially he looks a hell of a player. But, you know, I still think, and I think this is going to happen this season, this side with all these young players, they're going to look brilliant on occasion and they can look awful on other occasions because what they won't have is consistency. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Look, I think he's possibly going to be the player that we thought Havertz was going to be. Um, he he has been 
And I, I agree with JK. He looks like one of the best signings we've made. Certainly got off to a very impressive start. He's got fantastically quick feet and a very quick mind. His passing's good. Uh, he doesn't seem to give up uh, on the running. He, 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 he tracks all over the pitch. Um, and I'm I'm really, really impressed by him. And I, I thought, do you know what I really like, Go about the penalty? No dressage. Just run up and smacked it in the back of the net. Well, he had, to wait, he had to wait an eternity as well. Because he did as well, yeah. And it didn't seem to phase him. He just... Phase him at all. No. Yeah, none of that, you know, let's put a lovely plume, false guards plume on me head and do a little bit of a jiggy, 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 ooh, little jiggy dance and, and then try and fool the keeper. No, what, run up, boom, in the back. Yeah, I like that. And, um... You know, so there was no lack of confidence there, and, and you know, when you when you see him uh, on some of the footage I've seen with him, you know, in, at the training ground, that there is no lack of confidence there. No, well, he's, I he's, think, he's I confident think in his own ability. Like, yeah, yeah, I think Sterling and player the other some of the other players are thinking, yeah, this lad's, you know, he, he's coming at the last minute um, from from City, and I think he must have impressed them because he, he well, I'm. I'm Deeply impressed. I mean, I just think he's he's made the difference. And, and what is that the third game he's played or started and, and we won? Yeah, I think well, so. we've won the last three. Nathan's on fire tonight. He's now. He, I think you're reading my mind, Nathan. You, you can't be reading the script because I didn't put this in the script, <laughs> but I was thinking it. But he says, and, and actually, do you know what? I had this chat with Tim Rolls after the game, and Tim said exactly the same. He said, what he likes about Palmer is he plays with his head up. And he said, very few of the others do that. But that, 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 that for me marks, you know, the yeah. quality players from the, the not so good, that they don't have to be looking at what their feet are doing with the ball. They're so comfortable on the ball, they can be looking around as to what's happening next. And he does yes. do that. And I think that's really good. Now, listen, there's a, there, there are two other things I want to mention here. First of all is Conor Gallagher. And the second is Jackson. Yeah. Um, the difference between the first half and the second half in many respects, was Chelsea pressing and looking at it. And I think that's what Pochettino got into them about at half-time, although I don't know, I wasn't there. But my suspicions are that that's what happened. Um, and it was interesting. I read somewhere that uh, that's the, the worst passing ratio. I mean, I know statistics are a load of old arse gravy, as Tony might say. But, <laughs> you know, there was a st- I saw somewhere, read somewhere, that that was the worst passing ratio, successful pass completion, or something like that, that Burnley have had this season. And remember that companies set them up to be a, a footballing side, a passing out from the backside. And a lot of this was down to us pressing them. And pressing is the key. And Gallagher is the key to the press. A bit like Mount was uh, when Mount was on it uh, for a couple of seasons with us when he was. But Gallagher was fundamental to that. Yeah, and of course, I'm impressed by that. But I'll tell you what else... The uh, the English academy player who can't play football, can't pass, has no technical quality or skill whatsoever. In fact, actually, he's got two left feet and neither of them to stand on, apparently. He actually put through a fucking superb ball through the lines, which created Sterling's fantastic goal, didn't he, JK? Yeah, yeah. Yep. I was intrigued. <laughs> I love it. Yep. First half. Yep, 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 yes. Yep. I was intrigued <laughs> in the first half, though. He was playing right wing. Did you see for a period? Yeah, he was. We, he, he changed it up too, didn't he, Poch? He, he, he did, he did. And yeah. uh, uh, whether he was just trying, to, there was a particular player that he was trying to uh, prevent from getting the ball. But uh, you're right, Chidi, he had a word with them at halftime and they, 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 the, the attitude changed and they were on top of them. And, and Gallagher went back to playing midfield again. But it was a strange moment when he was he was swapped, wasn't he, yeah. with... Um, I think Palmer moved inside and uh, and we saw 
Gallica most of the time on the right. Yeah, Gallica was great. Gallica works beautifully in this setup, absolutely beautifully. With uh, I think the midfield's looking totally uh, balanced. A- absolutely balanced. Yes, with Caicedo Ka- uh, had a had a very good game yeah. as well. Um, even in the I mean. You know, other than the, the even giving the goal away, the defence and the mid the, the defensively the midfield and the defence looked excellent. Mm. I mean, it just looked impenetrable. It just it was it was just unbelievably tedious because there was so much passing the ball back and passing it backwards well, and sideways. And and when poor old Cucurella's body language is such, when he's at his worst, he starts off with his face towards the Chelsea goal, so he's the ball is pa- passed to him. And he's not moving forwards ever. He just plays it back or sideways. But in the second half, he, he was back to how he played at Fulham. Maybe what they do at half-time. Maybe he's like one of those Russian dolls, Tony. And they, they screw his head round the other way, yeah, you know. Yeah, that's that's so, yeah. forward, mate. That I mean, actually, I mean, I, I do want to talk about Gallagher with you, Tony, because you and I get get a right fucking cob on when people slag him off. But yes, um, has actually been excellent. And somebody, yes. somebody hilariously on TalkSport was actually saying this, that... Uh, I think it was Paul Hawksby, actually, who who I have a, a huge affection and soft spot for, even though he is a Spurs fan. He's a very lovely human being and a very funny man. But he pointed out to Andy Jacobs today. He said, well, Andy, your mate Cucurella, who you slag off every time, uh, Chelsea have been unbeaten since he started playing at right back. And, and Andy was like, <laughs> a, bit well, like, a bit like we would have been, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. But he's been all right. Well, this I'm going to... I'm going to say this, but this is what happens when you get a proper coach, I think, right? Um, Cucurella is a left-back, we know that, but we've had plenty of left-backs who could play at right-back and right-back. Dave, for example, plays often played at, you know, on the opposite side to where we would expect him to play. And, and wingers so, yeah, often, you, often play, you know, you get a left-winger yeah. who's right-foot and a right-winger who's left-foot, so it kind of makes sense, really, doesn't it? Indeed, yeah. And I, so I think he's, um, uh, you know... It, it, this is a, a, a nice thing to have uh, a resurgent Cucurella, much like the one that we thought we were buying from Burnley is going to create a problem for selection. If he carries on playing like he is, uh, yeah, Wait, look, he's, he's not, he, not going to keep Reese James out. Probably not, but is Gusto, maybe, but you know, I, I don't, I, don't Reece, know. I, think, I think the chances are Reese will be playing against Arsenal. Yeah. Fucking hope so. Yeah. But I think, you know, we, we've done pretty well with, with Cucurella there. And it's it, it's nice to have the option of... You need a squad. Uh, yeah, exactly that. Now, on the other side of things, Gallagher, uh, who I think has just been fantastic. I don't know if you know this, because obviously you were at the Fulham game, Yikes. the Perry. But he was he was man of the match, picked oh. out by Sky, oh. uh, Gallagher. And they interviewed him afterwards. And uh, it was a bit of piss-taking going on, because Frank Lampard, was their pundit for the night with Jamie Carragher, right? So they did the bit where they, you know, they put the headphones on, on Colin Gallagher, and even Frank Lampard said to him, "Blimey, this captaincy's made you turned you into something sensible." <laughs> he said, "You'll be an ever so well behaved tonight," and he sort of did a nervous smile and went, "Yeah, yeah, well, you know, things things have changed, you know, and all this sort of stuff, like you know, he's absolutely fitted into that role brilliantly." I don't mean the role where he plays. I mean the captaincy. Yeah. Because he, do you know, he reminds me of Dennis Wise. He, he just doesn't stop chipping away at the other players. He doesn't stop chipping away at the opposition. Um, he's not scared to say his pace. This is fantastic stuff. This is the stuff that, you know, back in the 60s wouldn't have happened because they wouldn't have been considered senior players at that age. Right. 
it, it would have been it was very much a different thing then. You know, know your place and all this sort of stuff. And Gallagher's in there doing this, and Cole Palmer's going in there full of confidence and that. And I think it, it, it really is good. I I think Conor Gallagher is brilliant, and he fully deserved that man of the match against uh, against Fulham. And he would have been in for a shout with it against Burnley had it not been for the fact that Sterling played out of his skin. Yeah. Hey, look he... at the choices we've got, we've got now. We've got Billy Wiz to to play if we need to play him. Um, that's Mudrick for all the people in Mixer, but I know, I'm now going to call him forever and a day Billy Wiz because, um, uh, I don't know, a, a, a compatriot of mine, I think, has come up with that little nickname. Hey, Jake. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, what what a lovely choice. We're getting these players back after a, a shaky start and Pochettino is going to be in that lovely position of being able to pick from any one of two or three players in some of the positions that are all in form. All in form. I think that what Gallagher has done as well is that we've established already that he was trying too hard when he was coming. Yes. But when he was even particularly last season when he was. Yeah, like deal the dog. Committing. Yeah, exactly. Committing all the. I'm a dog called Dill. Yeah, I'm Dill the dog. I'm a dog called And I'm a very friendly lion called Parsley. Hashtag one for the teenagers, eh? Yeah. I'm Bayleaf the gardener. Oh dear. He seems to have um, <laughs> uh, uh, suppressed this slight madness that we, the headless chicken, feel to himself, and is um, is much more focused on closing people down, getting the ball back, and laying passes off. And I think it works excellently with the balance they've got with both um, Fernandez and Caicedo. And I think that's uh, with Moises. With Moises, we gotta call him Moises. Moises, Moises, Caicedo. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Hey, looky here, look there he is. Um, the fact that we have him playing in that those three, I think, is the real, the real deal actually at the moment. But but the test will be will be Arsenal, and I think we'll do well. No, we'll get we'll get we're gonna. I want to have an hour about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but we'll get it's pressing. Yeah, it's, it's pressing, pressing, like the team were. Tee hee. Yes. Look, final yes. final thing in part one. We should we we got to mention this because I, I I mean you know I thought Brozier had a bit of a poor game. Really, I don't know. Maybe it just wasn't working for everybody first half. But I have to say, dear old Jackson, who we've been seeing couldn't hit his, couldn't hit a cow's ass with a banjo, scored a <laughs> delightful goal. J.K. That I couldn't quite see because I was standing at the back. I knew it had gone in because you lot were all making a racket, but I didn't see the well, jinky bit until I got home and watched it on Match of the Day. Yeah, but we still, the second the ball was passed to him, we all went, hit it! And he, and he then flicked it sideways. We went, no, no, oh, he scored. Yeah, yeah. I know. It was, it was that. It yeah. was that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thought, no, fuck's it, sake. It, looked, it looked a lot smoother when you watched it on the telly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, because we were sat here and, uh, you know, I'd already scared the cats. Uh, on the second, third, <laughs> when the fourth one went in, um, they were a bit more blase about it and didn't go running out of the room because I was jumping out there going, go, fucking go, like, you know. But um, they were, uh, it, he he did. I mean, I'm still, I'm still unconvinced, okay? Um, and if he proves me wrong, brilliant. Yeah. But he, he took it well. He did and take it, was, it well. It was, an, it, was nice, it was nice to have uh, Breuer be able to go off and Jackson to come on. There, there is something happening there, and you know, like I said, whether Jackson is the the real deal, whether we go for anybody in the, in the January window or not, I, I don't know. But you know, goals 
need to keep coming. And yeah, I've, I, I remain unconvinced. I hope he, well, he proves me wrong. I really do. I've got a challenge for the people uh, in our halftime break because I know that there's some really clever people who listen to Mixler. I want to know. I want to know. No, not that one. I want to know uh, how. Uh, how? When was the last time we scored four goals, people in Mixler? And I want you to tell me after our break. Now, um, before we go to the break, I have huge amounts of uh, pluggery, as I like to call it. As always, CFC UK. Um, I uh, there'll be another one out soon because I've got to get an article in by Friday. Otherwise, DJ will have my guts for garters. Uh, actually, on that on the CFC UK point, I saw DJ came up to say hello to us all. We were up at the back of the stand selling his fanzines, and uh, and I said, "Oh, can Sasha have one?" Because I, you know, I usually get a free copy. Um, and uh, and Dom, who is next to me, who sells them on the on the on the Fulham Road, he paid DJ a pound so Sasha could have a fanzine because I didn't have any cash on me. Sweet. Isn't that lovely? I just thought, what a really kind of, you know, it's brilliant. Anyway, if you want a copy of CFC UK, then obviously on a match day, you get it from Dave or the other sellers. Dave can be found uh, mainly on the CFC UK store, which is opposite Fulham Broadway. If you're not lucky enough to get, and he's always away as well, so you can get one from him uh, if you're away. But uh, if you don't get to the matches, do not panic. You can actually subscribe to CFC UK for an entire year. Uh, and in the UK, you get a hard copy for 20 quid. In Europe, it's 45 quid. Uh, in the rest of the world, it's 60 quid. You can also get it uh, digitally as a as an emailed PDF. And for a year subscription, that will cost you six quid or a pound each. And you can pay via PayPal. And the email address is fanzine at cfcuk.net. Um, another very important thing that uh, you can do is also buy a Chelsea pitch owner's share. Um, if you do that, and it means you will have a share. Well, it obviously, it means you'll have a share. But what does it mean? It means you'll have a share of the freehold of the stadium, which protects it from being sold to a property developer in the future. Because this will never happen, obviously. This could never possibly happen, could it? Uh, but the point is, is that, you know, the CPO has some power over anybody, owners or otherwise, who thinks it's a good idea to move the football away from Stamford Bridge. Uh, it can't be moved without their agreement, which is democratic, isn't it? Yes, because all the people who own shares in the CPO are generally lifelong Chelsea supporters who have uh, the best interests of the club at heart. Uh, now, uh, the prices for the shares are 110 quid uh, for an electronic share. You can pay about 175 quid for a frame share signed by a player. I have one framed by, not framed by Frank Lampard, he signed it. <laughs> <laughs> he may have framed it. I don't know. Maybe well have done. Maybe he's doing a bit of overtime, time. or maybe he was looking for a different career after football management. Maybe just going to the framing business. I don't know. It's signed by Frank Lampard, and uh, it is indeed framed. And it is my one of, arguably one of my most treasured Chelsea possessions, apart from the match-worn Franco Zola shirt from his testimonial. Oh yes. Anyway, um, if you want a CPO share, you go to the Chelsea website and you search for so chelseafc.com. Search for Chelsea pitch owners. Do it now. You won't regret it. Absolutely. Now, Tony's ears are going to light up for this. Oh, yes, they are. Because mm. this is the Chelsea Fancast on tour. Yes. yes. Join Chidge and the gang on a long weekend in France and Belgium to follow the story of Chelsea in the First World War. So next summer, uh, we will be going to the Ypres Salient uh, and the tragic battlefields of the Somme to learn all about the experiences of the First World War through the story of our favourite football team. What would our favourite football team be, uh, uh, Tony? Oh, uh, now let me think. It, well, it can only be Chelsea. There I think no it other. is. 
Yeah, I think yes. it's Chelsea. Yeah, definitely. Yes. So there you go. Now, uh, by day, you're journey to the battlefields and the cemeteries, learning about what happened to players, staff and fans on the Western Front. Uh, and there's also room to make any personal pilgrimages connected with your own family history uh, if they're close enough to the route. Uh, and in the evenings, it's French town squares, Belgian beer and a chance to wind down with your fellow fans. And fan cast regulars, Chidge and Tony Glover. Indeed. And another regular, Alex Churchill. She, okay, she yes. it's, it's Alex's gig. She's a brilliant historian. She does this fantastically, along with our great mates, Andrew Holmes and Johnny Dyer, the Kaiser, who used to do the podding shed, of course, with Tony. Yes, um, yes. So there we go. It, I mean, Alex has written, they've all written books on this. There is one that inspired the talk, which is called Overland and See Chelsea FC in the Great War. Now, it will be uh, the 21st to the 24th of June, 2024. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I think... Prices from £649 per person, which includes transport to and from France, air-conditioned bus throughout, four-star accommodation with breakfast and bottled water. But, of course, obviously the real attraction is that you will get to get utterly, utterly shit-faced on Belgian beer with me and Tony. Isn't that right, Tony? That's worth Absolutely. anybody's money. And, uh, and we're bound to get at least one more iconic um, forever phrase from... Um, from Chidge, which was, I see your eight percent, and I shit on it. Um, when, when when we when we were comparing beers, uh, there's a couple of things you should know if you decide to come along. Number one, the Belgian beer is just beyond fabulous. Okay, the bars are fabulous, the the the, the people are fabulous, the hotel is absolutely lovely, and one of my ever lasting memories will be the last night when we sat out before we were setting back on the next day and we sat out in the evening and it was 30 degrees beautiful sunshine and Chidge brought out a couple of Monte Cristo cigars uh, and a rather large cognac each okay and we sat there and it was like a victory dance and we regaled the rest of the crew there with various anecdotes and <laughs> I don't remember it was any fantastic. of the anecdotes <laughs> I don't remember. Well, any I of the told my no, yeah. So I think I told my um, uh, Mark McManus one. You know the um, yeah, 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 yeah. the train one or whatever, which I will reserve because obviously I don't want to tell it because in case anybody hasn't heard it. Um, but yeah, and and it was just a brilliant. I mean, you know, they actually got me to burrow like a rabbit. They did. They did. They did. Right, because they played on the fact that I was suffering from an extreme case of beer lag. And wasn't thinking straight, but honestly, people, it's it was it was brilliant. You learn so much stuff, and and as Chidge said, Alex Churchill is not only she absolutely drop dead gorgeous, she's absolutely brilliant at this. And if you've got Johnny Dyer, uh, who's now going to go and do his PhD, I believe, yeah, yeah. He's got his masters, uh, and Andy Holmes, really, really great top people who really know their stuff. But you know, don't think of it as being. Uh, you know, a, a ball fest. It's interesting and it's pertinent um, even to this day. So, yeah, you know, and, you come and, along, and, you'll have a great time. And they'll do, they'll do, if you've got family who fought in the First yes. World War, died in the First World War, and it's in the vague area that we're in, they will, they will research it and bring out the stories. They did it for me. I, I was, yeah. in te- I was in tears, wasn't I, Tony? Yeah, was, he was. And yeah. that was, uh, that was, that, that was Cumbria, wasn't Cumbria, it? Cumbria, yeah. My great granddad died on a, on a yeah. tank, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Um, I actually yes. also have to say that my abiding memory of the trip was you, me and Dyer and Holmes because it was his birthday. This was after that. Yes. I see your 8% and I shit on it. And then we went to another pub and eat where I lost about an hour. 
I just had yeah, a, did, I blanked yeah. out. I don't remember any yes. of it. And then I had a second wind, and then we went. We ended up in the fish market at fish three market. in the morning. And then we were so done that we were literally propping each other up by our foreheads, at which point I said, I think we need to go home now. We need to go, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We left Dyer and Holmes there um, because they said, no, no, no. And what they were doing was playing a very clever game of one-upmanship by making out that they were going to stay there for, for more drinks. And they waited until we were out of sight, and then they went back to the hotel as well anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, great I, fun, brilliant, I, brilliant, brilliant time. And that's the point. It, you know, it you learn a lot. It's very moving and emotional. The great people go, and it is huge fun. I mean, it's a proper. It's like a Chelsea trip without the football, really. You know, so yeah, in like, many ways, there's a, there's a positive to it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, yeah. look, um, if you want to if you want to go or, or find out more, uh, go to historiatravel.org. I s t o r i a travel dot org. Now, uh, there's another two bits of pluggery. I'm sorry for this, people. The pluggery is going to be longer than the show today. But uh, this coming Saturday, uh, at half from half past six, the lovely Paul Cannibal, great friend of this show and an absolute legend in his own right, uh, has got his black and blue legends do, which he does every year. It's uh, uh, under the bridge, uh, you know, under the East Stand, brilliant venue. Uh, and there'll be uh, Chelsea legends there, past and present, live scar music, reggae, soul DJs, keynote speakers, award-winning poet, rapper, uh, I'm not sure who that might be, but we'll find out. And exclusive player content. Uh, and it's a really, really good do. Um, now, if if you want to go, you have to have a ticket before you go. Okay, and I think they're 25 quid. But if you want to go, it's eventbrite.com and lots and lots of other stuff. So just go to eventbrite.com, bung in Paul Canaville, and it'll take you there. And finally, I have some kind of breaking news. Oh, yes, Ooh. I do. Yes, 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 yes. Um. it's about 90% certain that this is going to happen, all right? We've just got to, like, square a couple of things. But uh, October the 22nd will be the next live Chelsea Fancast live at the Troubadour, an afternoon with Mickey Thomas. Yes, the lovely Mickey Thomas. 22nd of October, doors will open at 3 o'clock, uh, and we'll obviously be looking back at the Arsenal game, which is from the day before. There'll be a live Q&A with Mickey himself. And Mickey, I mean, he's been on this show quite a few times, and he is without j- doubt JK, isn't he? He's he's one of the nicest, but he's without doubt the funniest person we've ever had on the show. Yeah, absolutely. But also, um, he was a wonderful player. Yes. For the brief time mm. that he played for Chelsea, and his leaving was another one of those dreadful moments when you go, why is this player no longer playing for the club? He contributed so much. He was a complete bundle of energy, never stopped, and and played. Well, we we a... got we got promoted because of him. We 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 signed him in the January, and we didn't lose a game. Yeah. No, he was completely fabulous. Well, it were he he endeared himself to so many fans as a consequence of his non-stop running and his great skill. But he was fabulous player. Um. And it, when you discover that, you know, he's been transferred for a variety of reasons, nothing to do with no, They didn't want to transfer him. I think it was just, what was it, a, a means of getting some dosh because yeah, they, were, they were, as usual, they were a bit stuck. But we'll ask him exactly. But, uh, yeah, I'm so looking forward to this because uh, one of the videos I made, I had a picture of him in it and uh, I put this up on Twitter and he saw it and he, he wrote a lovely note to me thanking me so much for putting a picture of him up, up in my video. And I said, no, 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 I put the picture of you up in the video because you're one of my favourite players ever. 
and he was he was so taken aback by that it was lovely he's a very sweet guy as well as being as you say very amusing very. so uh, uh, and 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 once again as if there are uh, people who saw him for the whole season um when he played i mean you know the 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 admiration for such a brilliant player is such that you it stays with you some players you just go god you were so good he was a fabulous player. So I'm really looking forward to this. John, Jonathan is excited, I can tell. Oh, he, he might not oh, sound it, but I'm telling you, he, he's like oh, a schoolboy sitting there in front of oh, us. And he, get, was, he gets... Was, sorry, go on, Tony. Yeah, that was Jonathan oozing. He was. He I was oozing. oozing. Like, yeah, I was. He it was, was oozing. I wasn't going, oh, it's Mickey Thomas. Oh, no, it's great. he's <laughs> oozing. Well, jo- Jonathan will get to sit on the same table with Mickey oh, Thomas geez. and talk to him and ask him questions. Oh, you know, so there you go. It'll be. It, this is one not to miss, people, because Mickey is brilliant, you know. Uh, he's not been too well recently either, as you may or may not know. So, uh, you know, it'd be nice to, to just give him a big hug and say, glad you're still with us, mate, because we love you. Uh, right, Troubadour, obviously, which is an old Brompton Road, as you all should know by now. Uh, tickets are 20 quid. I will let you know when they're on sale, but they, they're normally on sale at ticketweb.uk, all right? Uh, but obviously, I'll be chucking all this up on the socials and everything as soon as it's confirmed. It's 95% there. Um, right, we're going to have a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to have a bit more on the Burnley game. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you follow a big team like Chelsea, one of the most frustrating things is not being able to get a ticket for the match, especially when it's away and not live on TV in the UK. What can you do? Get updates from your mates? Follow online commentary? Listen to the radio? Let's face it, it's not the same as actually watching the match live, is it? NordVPN have the solution to every football supporter's match day problems when they can't watch the match live. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. It's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com Welcome back to the Chelsea Fancast. I'm Seth Chidge and uh, as ever I have the delicious Jonathan Kidd with me. <laughs> and... Uh, that was it. Yeah, was oh, that it? Okay. Oh, okay. Who else have we got on? Um, I, I, I thought I didn't think I introduced. No, it's me. I normally do it in part two, so I'll do it. 
We also have Tony Glover on the show. Yes. Marvellous. It's lovely to see you, Tony. It's, I, I went, uh, Arsenal, you're obviously going to be at the Arsenal match, aren't you? I am, yes. You're going to yes, be having a uh, beer? 5.30 kickoff, isn't it, I think? Yeah, it is a 5.30 kickoff. Yeah, so yes, I will be up there. Uh, and it's not my drive, so I can have a couple of um, uh, pints. A couple of libations. Indeed, indeed, yes. A, yeah. bit, a bit of cockage. Uh, yes, I think that would be most appropriate. Yeah, I, I've got to do um, a bit of. Uh, I've got to do the the men, you know the over the line hub at some stage in the afternoon. Uh, but right. I, I, I will be around yeah. for a beer or two, definitely. Okay, we've got more to talk about about the Burnley Chelsea match. Uh, starting with this, um, we spent a lot of time in part one talking about a lot of players, quite rightly, because uh, you know there are a few good performances. Uh, on uh, Saturday, as in fact they were on uh, on Monday against Fulham, but I, you know, <clears throat> I, I actually thought that our two. I know people are going to look at me like I'm a bit nuts here, but I, I thought the standout performances for me were actually Colwell and Dizarzi. I am yeah. really, really warming to Dizarzi. He is a unit. I, I love. Do you know what? Call me an old-fashioned, miserable old git who doesn't understand football, but. My fa- Thank you, Tony. But my favourite <laughs> bit of the match was when he he hoofed it, at, you know, into the stands out of the penalty area, like a proper old school centre back should do. He, do you know who yes. he reminds me of? He's a bit and he and he and he gets in people's faces and he celebrates madly. He's a bit Rudiger. Yeah, there's a yes. touch of that. I shouted yeah. out then. It's more like it. It's more like it. Yeah, exactly. That's right. So it should be. But no, you know, joking apart, um, I think he's really, really good. I have to say, I'm liking him more and more and more. Uh, I think he's hugely underrated. Quite, He's understated as well as underrated. But I'm kind of thinking, I mean, I, I'm not, by the way, uh, agreeing with any of these people who are, who are digging out Thiago Silva, as in fact, the entire away crowds at both Fulham and Burnley Tiago Silva gets his own personal love in for about five minutes at every oh. every away match, which you don't know unless you you've been there. At the end of the match, you have the let's all be give Tiago Silva love and then give the other players love. I mean, he's just adored, isn't he? But he now hangs about Chidge specifically. He knows he's going to get it. Yeah, he I knows know. he's going to get it. Yeah, so he, get, Whoa, he gets. Oh, Tiago Silva! He gets oh Tiago Silva, but he also gets the PSG yeah, song. Yeah. He came from PSG to win the Champions, Champions League. League. But, yeah, um, I, I thought I thought he played excellently though, Silva. Other yeah. than possibly apart the from goal. the goal, but they were all they, culpable for they that. They were all guilty for the goal. But yes. no, but I, I I agree completely. I think that as I said earlier, I think that, that those three play really terrifically together. And uh, excuse me, all right. I think Badia Sheil is the future. And I think perhaps when Silva doesn't play, then they'll try. Well, I, I, I was going to say that because because Dizarzi, I think, was talking about his partnership with Badia Sheil because of course it's international break this week and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know they are they have often played together and they're both in the French squad, so they could. I think you're right. They could be the future, and it's interesting, isn't it? Because maybe you see this is the thing. None of us are on the training ground. None of us have a clue what's inside Pochettino's head or what he says to the players. But maybe that's what Pochettino's thinking further down the line in a post-Silver world. He's thinking Badiashile, Dizarzi, and Colwell on the left. Maybe he's making Colwell into a left back. One of the things he did state was he does pay great attention to the training ground because he was asked in the uh, presser the other day, would Mudrick, would Billy Wiz be playing automatically because he'd played so well? And he said, I don't know yet. He said, it depends on the training ground. 
So obviously Sterling excelled and he put him in because I, we were initially disappointed when we discovered Sterling was playing instead of uh, of, of Mudrick. And yet it, it, it made great sense once we'd seen it. And then Mudrick came on and he rather came on at a rather beautiful time because he was too quick for them because they were all knackered. Yeah. And uh, and I thought, actually, this is quite a decent tactic. If you only brought him on with 10 minutes to go, but he said he brought him with 20 minutes to go. And he's got a great ability, Mudrick. I'm bringing him up more and more. He controlled the ball beautifully from a very long pass and got into the penalty area. And of course, should have shot and laid it off to Jackson, who backheeled it to nobody. And I went fucking mad because, <laughs> because I want... I want, you know, I'd like them to have been drubbed 5-1. I'd like to, to have made a statement. I'd like Mudrick to have scored another excellent goal because he did all the, everything else perfectly. Over the top, controlled it with the outside of, of his thigh or with the outside of his other, with his right foot, played it in front of himself, dashed into the penalty area, followed by flailing Burnley defenders who couldn't get near him. And I thought, just have a shot, mate. Have a shot now. But... What, what did he do? He laid it off, as it as is always. For fuck's sake! Who did? Stop Who did? Who did? Off. Who did? Mudrick laid it off. He did laid he? it off. To I I, I kind of got lost reading Mixler, but uh, so I missed. I, that's why I asked you. Who... Oh dear, I, I don't was, remember that actually. It was he came, it was the first thing he did when he came on. Oh. A huge pass, whether it was Desazi or or Silver or Caicedo or somebody. Huge pass, controlled it brilliantly, dashed into the penalty area, and should have passed. had a shot. Oh, well, yeah. never mind. But this uh, Badia Shield and Dzerzi for the future, Tony. Are you on board with that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've I've liked most of the time when we've had um, French players in our team. I liked Deschamps for his brief cameo with us. The water carrier. Uh, yes, it, but, uh, like and Bradford. he described himself as that, and he did exactly that. I think he scored. I remember him scoring one goal against Hertha Berlin. I think, which was a bit of a corker. Um, but uh, I liked him and William Gallus. And um, I'm trying to think. We've had other friends. Well, Frank Leboeuf. Florent Maluda, Luda, Luda, Florent Maluda. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Florent Maluda. Well, I, uh, yeah, I was a bit less keen on Nicolas Anelka. Nicolas Anelka. Well, I just thought he was yeah, another class. Marcel Desai. Marcel Desai. So, yes, I'm very keen on Emmanuel Petit. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh-uh. And I like him. I, 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 I saw him um, uh, stand outside well. Uh, he's, he used to stand outside Stanford Bridge until everybody had gone and he'd signed all their autographs. Oh, see. okay. I love him. I love him again then. He's all right, yeah, really. He used to stand I there. I take it all back. Until they'd all gone. Um, but I think with um, Badia Shill, um I mean, he's been injured, hasn't he? I think that's why yeah, he hasn't, yeah, played, yeah, yeah. Like, hasn't featured this season. One of our you know, uh, massive injury list or whatever. Um, Dizarzi, I, I think he's he's quietly grown. Do you know what? I've I've not seen... Any player that we've we've picked up recently that I've thought, oh no, he's a bit of a duffer. Jackson's the only one I've got concerns about. Dizarzi, Gusto, I like I loved Gusto when he was on, um, but Dizarzi's got he, like you said, he's a unit, um, and it's almost like he'll sit in there. There's a like you said, a touch of the Rudigers about him. He's got a bit of attitude, um, and I think Jonathan JK's right. This is preparing the way for uh, Silver to either depart or join the coaching staff or whatever. No, S- Silver won't retire or depart. He will ascend into a being of light. <laughs> but I think, you know, I mean, I, 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 you know, I'm not sure we, we, we get the full benefit of Silver's experience if we keep playing him for every single game when we possibly don't need to. Mm. Carl Will has been outstanding. I, I was quite critical of him, I think, at the beginning of the season. I thought, because I think I might have done it on my 
my uh, periodical hashtag CFC observations threads that I do post-match and thought he looked a bit shaky, but my God, he he looks the absolute nuts. And then that assist, that pass he paid into Madrid was just, you know, he tried it again on Saturday. It just didn't quite work off uh, against Burnley or whatever. But I really would be. And I think you're right. I think that, that Badia Shield is he could be the the, the the default pairing for the future. Yeah, which may, it probably means that Trev Chalabar is going to be Well, they, off. they were trying to off him anyway, weren't they? Yeah. Um, um, but I'm really, really impressed with him. Good. Right. Um, I just want to talk about uh, the, the actual, you know, rather than the match and the players, uh, a bit of... Uh, uh, this is the experiential part of the show. I know it's a, it's a word much loved by marketeers. Experiential marketing, apparently. Have you, have you ever experienced experiential marketing, Tony? Uh, I think I must have done. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we so, aren't we seeing more and more experiential marketing at Stamford Bridge itself now? With I, our, I um... fear, I fear that that may be the case. Yes. Yeah. I, mean, I think we should offer an alternative experiential well, experience. Yeah, so I would say that um, I I took my granddaughter to the Chelsea Spurs women's game last week, right? Uh, and I think there was some experiential marketing going on there because I won the ballot or I won part of the ballot to do the player arrival experience, right? Where they bring the coaches down and they get to high-five the players and whatever. And my granddaughter... Absolutely loved it. She absolutely loved the whole day out. She loved the face painting. She loved the plastic flags that people want to take the piss out of. But she loved all of that. They made it into a proper family occasion. We won the game. And then Evie went to school the next day. And she got an award for confidence because she stood up in front of the class and told them all about her fantastic day out at Stanford Bridge. And then answered a Q&A session from all the other kids. Mm, wow. Now that... If, if that's a plus side of experiential marketing, I'm all for it. Yeah, well, there we go. Um, Burnley experience is 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 one of the experiences in football ways. In 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 my experience, <laughs> how many times can we say experience in the same sentence? Because it's without doubt normally the coldest, the coldest <laughs> ground in the world. I think I, I think we played them in February once. I went up there for that one. I have never been so cold in my life. You know the, the the wind cuts through you like a razor blade. Every 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 bit of your body is it's horribly cold because it used to be open and uh, you know it comes off the more it's quite high up. It comes off the more it's cold, mate. It's always cold in Burnley. Um, it's also you know I was saying to Debs actually there's a, it's a, there's, it's kind of a lovely old thing. They are one of the original uh, founders of the of of, fo- of the football league yeah. back in eighteen eighty two. Ralph Coates is always the one I always associate. Ralph Coates, Leighton James, Brian Flynn, all of those kind of players. But anyway, they are uh, sadly talking about experiences. I mean, they are sadly almost becoming unique in that they are a one club town in terms of the fact that if you are in Burnley, you support Burnley, and if you support Burnley, everybody bloody goes. I mean, there's only about sixty thousand people in Burnley. I think most half of them go to the football every other week. So, I mean, it's kind of what football should have been, was was supposed to be all those years ago when it was built around a community. There's something quite old school and traditional about that, yeah. which I quite like, actually. Um, but, uh, lo, I turned up. Uh, I didn't... Oh, mean, and behold. And lo, and, and behold. And lo, I, lo, I, lo, I, lo, I descended in a godlike state, JK. 
but sadly, I didn't make it to the bloody cricket ground where I was hoping to go, but never mind. But what I couldn't believe was, as I said earlier on, JK, it was more Barbados than Burnley. It was surreal. I've never, ever been there when it's been that warm. It was quite bizarre. I was overdressed. Yeah, me, well, you were. I did remark on this fact. You did, in fact. Yeah, I was wearing far too many clothes. And uh, I had a wonderful um, uh, experience of uh, of what uh, sitting next to, uh, sitting, standing next to, um, uh, um, how can I put it? Um, Tim? Um, uh, no, not, no, not Tim, the other side. Um, uh, um, frenetic, frenetic fans who are... Uh, uh, have possibly taken something because they're bouncing around in a way that you don't normally bounce around. <laughs> we love Tuchel, we love Buchel, Chelsea's won the Champions League. They, they sang that song, these guys. Yeah. But, um, That's there was the a clue. I'd taken my <laughs> denim jacket off. <laughs> I'd taken my denim jacket off. And were you sporting the double denim look on Saturday? You were, weren't you? No, no, I wasn't. I was wearing a, a, a hoodie oh. and, and a blue Chelsea T-shirt. And uh, I, that was too much, too much for the day. It should have been in my shorts. People had got it right. T-shirt, shorts, weather. It was completely it was like mad, that. Wasn't it? I was a fool. I was thinking, yeah, but you never know. Up north, you know, it might there might suddenly be a cold snap. You know, a wind might yeah. come over a bit of the Pennines. No, 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 come on. Wear, take your... Take your hoodie. So uh, I, I took my denim jacket off, put it under the seat, uh, only to discover in the second half, this bloke picked my jacket up, went through all the pockets and uh, and held it. And I said, could I have my jacket back, do you think, mate? And he went, <laughs> he went oh, is it yours? I said, <laughs> I said, yeah, it's under my seat where you've just taken it from. He went, oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, somebody behind me um, patted me on the back as if to say, ah, well done, mate, well done. And... Uh, and there was only only afterwards I realised you'd nicked my programme. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tony, what you don't know is that <laughs> on Friday, JK told us this story about when he went to Burnley last and he was yeah. sat, sat next to a five-year-old kid who nicked his programme. Program. <laughs> <laughs> so there it was, duplicate. So I've learnt my lesson. Don't buy a Never program. leave your program on the floor, um, under your feet, even on with, with your denim jacket over the program, because somebody will pick your jacket up, um, try and pretend somehow that it was just a jacket to be looked through. It was absolutely bizarre. Because oh, I, I said, mate, it's my jacket. Well, you know, and he's going, look, looking at it. I was oh. miming, by the way, on the, for anybody listening, somebody trying to, to lift things out of my jacket pockets. But um, he luckily had Miss Specs in there. He didn't get Miss Specs. Um, but yeah, it was just surreal. But no, it was a, it was a very hot. It was actually it was actually it helped for the day, didn't it? Because when you're freezing, it's great. You they have to win if you're freezing because it, it you get warmed up by the experience. Everybody bounces about. But on a day like that, it was just it was so gorgeous. And Burnley looked wonderful when you come from down the hill. Knowing you have to walk up that hill again and do yourself a mischief. We, it's you so realise we walked up the same hill. You must have parked where we parked then. Well, we went past. We were at the Star Pub. Did uh, you see that one no, at the top there? No. At the top. It was at the top. The apex, not the apex. It was when you carried on just at the very top of the hill. Okay. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always treat it as an opportunity to, uh, you know, to have some aerobic exercise, knowing that that's what you'll be doing because yeah, it, well, um, it really right is a lot. You're right there. 
half a mile, isn't it? So. Well, t- Tim, Tim, me, and uh, Cliff and Smithy struggled as men in there of a certain age. My my nephew bounded up there like it wasn't any there wasn't anything at all wrong with it. Um, saw loads of lovely people there. I bumped into you at an away game, J.K. It's finally happened. Yeah, it was great fun, wasn't it? Lovely yeah. to see you. Uh, but I bumped into Cammy, dear old Cammy. You know Cammy off Twitter, don't you, uh, Tony? Lovely Scottish lad. I've met. Yes, I think we've met. Yeah, him, uh, yeah we've met. Or, him before. Yeah, he's only a young lad, though. Yeah, he? he is. He, he was there with his mother. Ian Burgess. Ian Burgess. I'm was getting there. there. I'm getting there. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, and that young lady. What was her name? Was her I'm name? getting there too. Oh, God, I'm you're getting, getting there, there too. too. Let me sorry. deal with Cammy first. I saw Cammy. Funnily enough, I saw Cammy four times in the first five minutes. I was inside the ground. We kept on bumping into each other, and his mate Adam, who was lovely about the show, by the way. I think it's Adam. Cammy, tell me if I'm wrong, or in fact, if Adam, if I've got your name wrong, berate me on Twitter and tell me what a fool I am. But it was lovely to see you. Tracy, JK, we saw the lovely Tracy, LFC. Yes, Tracy, yeah. And oh, Mars. Yeah, Tracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's brilliant. She's brilliant. And, um, oh, yeah. and yes, I bumped into Ian Burgess, who's in Mixler tonight, actually. It's lovely to see Ian, actually. I had a lovely quick chat with him before we went in. Did you see yeah, you saw him great. too, yeah? Yeah, it was great. We had a hug. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've a man hug. I love it. Anyway, no, it's great to see you, Ian. Ian, I know you're in here tonight. Lovely to see you, mate. Um, who else? Chris Axon, I saw. And uh, would you believe it? Talk about serendipity, right? Because Sasha and I, Matt Neal got us tickets, and he said, oh, they're together. Well, not unless, you know, somehow Block 2 and Block 18 were somehow concertina <laughs> So, uh, so we didn't have tickets together, and obviously I wanted to, to stand with with Sash. So, uh, um, I got hold of Ian uh, of Neil, and uh, he, he said, "Oh, right." He put me in touch with the bloke, lovely bloke actually. He was lovely, and he, I, 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 because I went to this other pub, I never met him in the cricket ground, which is what I was supposed to do. I felt a bit bad about that, and um, and uh, he was very kind, and he said, well, "Okay, well, I'll swap, no problem." So. I said, well, do you want front or back? And he said, oh, I don't mind. I said, yeah, I don't mind either. And I said, oh, Sasha. I said, he said, he didn't mind either. I said, well, for fuck's sake, somebody make a decision. So Sasha said, well, go to the back. So we went to the back and we were right in the back row again. We were right in the back row for the West Ham away match I took him to. So there seems to be a pattern emerging here. Now, on Monday at Fulham, uh, Dom got me a ticket. You know, Dom Rosso, who's on the trust with me. So I stood next to Dom all match, met him in the pub before, had a cracking evening, walk all the way up to the back, Guess who I'm standing next to? Him. Dom. Oh. Dom mm-hmm. and Ben. And, I mean, I just thought, well, okay, this is rather serendipitous. And, of course, none of this would happen. This was, I mean, it was so, like, serendipitous because Sasha could have said front and it wouldn't have happened. Anyway, Dom says that I now have to go to every away game because I'm clearly good luck. Uh, hands up, all that... Are you, you going to manage that chit? No, I, I, I'd love to. I, you, I know, I, but I can't because I don't have a ticket for every... I said, Dom, if you get me a ticket for every away game, then yeah. But uh, clearly... Go no, on. You keep going, you keep going, yeah. I was going to say, clearly I am a good luck charm and this should not be underestimated. Can I wear you around my neck, Chit? Uh, I don't think I'll fit. I think you've got more chance going around my neck, really, as a, as oh. a kind of a... <laughs> what are those things ahead in the 20s? What do they call them? Like the, mink stole. They were like often made out of fox hair and stuff, or mink. What a are, stole. A stole. A stole. You could be my stole. Yeah. Who stole that'd the stole? Be, that'd be nice. You'd have to uh, disembowel me, I think. Okay. You know. I, I know. I know a few good taxidermists. Good stuff. Um, can I say a um, shout out to uh, to Robbie who shook me by the hand, said he listened to the fan cast. Nice. All the time. Nice. 
uh, that's that's with Chris. It was Chris last week who did it. Robbie this week. Thank you, mate. The joy it gives me is so enormous. You have no idea. It's just it's lovely to be uh, to know that you listen to our madness and and like it and keep doing it. It's great fun. So thank you, mate. Really appreciated that. Um, so. going back to the old, yeah, it was great. I mean, honestly, everybody that we saw, but Joe, but you know individually and collectively on on saturday it's just a joy to to see so many friendly faces and so many it's one of the things i like most about going away actually jk the thing i miss because i don't do it enough is that i do always see so many people i know have known for years or people that we've only just got to know because we do the show and it, it it's make it's it's brilliant it really is and actually the other thing is of course how bloody fantastic our away support is we it really is top notch it really is top notch my one criticism would be we need some new songs for the new players. I know it's early days. I think that they have to wait until they've really, they, truly they earned it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But it, it, the, 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 they have great joy, away fans, in singing songs because they just like singing them. Yeah, so the Kalu song, song, for example. Kalu song, for example. And also the Werner song. I hated to... to I would love to, love to meet Timo Werner to say, were you aware, Timo, that they weren't singing the song because they liked you? <laughs> <laughs> they were just singing the song they because they like the, the song. They like the song, yeah. um, but no, they did like him as well. But oh, in the second, just can't get it, enough. I indeed, just can't get it, they love singing that, and they also. Well, the I other... love about the Timo Werner song is scoring in the scoring in the Harding yeah. and scoring. Yeah, yeah. And I actually turned around to somebody at Fulham and said, "He never fucking scored in both ends." <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Absolutely right. Missing from the in the shed end and missing in the harding. That would, yes. that would be more like. And the it. other strange one was the and fifty pence for a oh naughty song. No naughty song. Kept singing that one. Singing that one. Yeah, can't do that. We will not tolerate misogynistic, hateful, or racist songs at this football ground. But the only reason they, they, it wasn't directed towards uh, the Burnley fans, unlike, no, unlike it's, it's, their, it's... their remarks, but it it's still bizarre that they sing it. But once again, it's because they like the tune. They like the yeah. they like that bit. They like singing. Can that you bit. do the Conor Gallagher song? Conor Gallagher. Conor Gallagher. Conor Gallagher. It's that disco song, isn't it? Is it? I don't do disco. Yeah, no, me neither. But I've heard that riff before, so it was that. I feel he deserves a better song than that. I you know, know. I'd like him to have a better song later on. But they'll all get there with the songs. But otherwise, it's just a, it's the the songbook, isn't it? It's the Oh Dennis Wise. It's the. Uh, I like um, a bit of that song. I, I started that it's at Fulham. Williams song. It's the the Williams song was great at Fulham because he he was forced to acknowledge it that we were singing for him. Yeah, a great deal. A great deal more, of love more than his own bloody fans are capable of doing. Yeah, much pathetic more. Pathetic football club. Much more. Absolutely pathetic so, excuse yeah. for a football club. What, well the only the ground where away well. fans and home fans can go in in the same bloody gate because nobody gives a fuck about Fulham. <laughs> They're so not a threat, nobody gives a shit. So we can all go in with them. Pathetic excuse for a football club. Honestly, small shop in Knightsbridge. You're just a small <laughs> shop in Knightsbridge. Uh, we go. Good to get a dig in against Fulham. Now, here we go. Here's the big payoff, right? All this blathering on about how much we enjoy going away and meeting all these lovely people, which is important. But here's the thing, JK, and I sorry to, to kind of keeping you out of the loop a bit for the moment, Tony, but I wanted to... That's J- right. I'm right. Like I said, I turn into a listener. Yeah, well, okay, fair enough. Well, well the, one of the things that I wondered if JK noticed on Saturday that made me feel really good 
and it was right at the end. And I mean, you and I know we've all we all know we've all been privy to this. You know, when we go sit in the pub or we talk to other mates on on socials and we do the show, there's there's a distinct lack of love for most of this team and most of these players in a way, or really in contrast with te- teams we have loved in the past, players we have loved in the past. There's been a very kind of meh, well, whatever. Or who, I mean, half the time the earlier on the season, I didn't even know who half of them were. I was looking at the I was looking at the pitch thinking I don't know who that player is. Right, on on Saturday after the match, obviously a big 4-1 thumping helps tremendously, I know. Not only do they traditionally as always, as Chelsea fans are very very good at doing this, giving them a, a bit of we love you Chelsea, we do, we love Chelsea yeah, and all yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually what I saw on Saturday was the beginning of a bond between the players and the fans. It is growing. That it seemed to be being uh, they were they're coming together. Do you know what I mean, JK? Did you get that sense? Well, all of them all of them came across. But they're beginning. The thing. It's well, like yeah, they're like they're like, like dogs. Past, some of them would have nipped down the Pulisic. Or yeah, I know. Down, didn't he? We're dealing with Wanker. people who forever, never ever felt that they were loved, which they weren't. But no, uh, in, the, in this instance, I mean, it helps obviously you score four four goals. Helps if you beat Fulham. Helps but if yes, you're not shit. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually I'm a, we, I'm we've 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 always given love to players who were shit in the past. Actually, I mean, for most of the seventies yeah. and the eighties. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're not well, beyond that. Tryers. I think it's, it's a bit it's players who don't try, isn't it? The yeah, players who don't wankers. Kind of... We don't like we don't yeah. tolerate wankers. But I think it's a bit like dogs. I'm talking about the players here responding to the supporters, and I think it's a bit like dogs. You know, it takes a while for a dog to trust you, in case you in case you think you think you might mm. kick it. And I yeah. think they're a bit like timid dogs, and they're beginning to warm up a bit. They go, oh, maybe they won't bite us. Maybe they, maybe they will fit. Maybe they're giving us. A, maybe they mean it. Maybe they actually do like us. I just sense that it's beginning. There's a bo- a bond between the fans and the players is beginning, and it's growing. It's just an observation. Well, there's nothing like a play- as a player getting huge um, support and love from your fans. I mean, it, it, it. And when you go up at the end of the game and are are cheered to the rafters it must be a wonderful feeling so uh, uh I, I think it, it it breeds it both ways doesn't it yes. really so uh um they play well they score goals they we see i think it's 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 more likely to happen as well because they are they are growing on us as they evolve because they're getting better because the team is getting better they appreciate that we are appreciating them more and so we're we're growing with them, if you like, yeah. and I think there's an element of that. So uh, um, I know Palmer just loved the whole thing of being the centre of attention of scoring, and uh, I mean it, it, it's sort of a dream journey for him, really. If he's you know he's gone to City and he didn't get in the first team, been playing for England under twenty ones and was best player in the tournament last time, gets picked up, salary increased hugely, gets a chance. Um, plays well, gets another chance, starts, plays excellently, starts again, scores a goal. You know, he's evolving fantastically and he gets the love from the supporters yeah. accordingly. Right, and, and he reciprocates. And he, and he gave a shirt uh, well, a lot of them did actually. There was a bit. It was a bit like Blackburn away. Remember Blackburn away in yeah. the in in Jose's first Jose's season. First season, yeah, yeah. There was something about it. It felt a bit like that. It was just suddenly. I just Tony. I just thought, hello, something's happening it, it, here. It sort of came through on, on the TV a bit as well because what you had this, um, you know, I, I we we said it. I, I, we certainly said it on the show that I did with Dean 
and I think we must have done it on the first Friday show um, when, after you were back. I have never had a sense in any of the games we've played this season that there's a downing of tools going on. Now, you can people can say what they like, but the fans, when you're at a game, you can sense when, when tools have been downed, right? We've seen it before. We saw it under Jose's, you know, comeback after we won the league. Yeah, the, the way all the players... With the with the Eva Canero stuff that went on as well, that was a downing of tools, right? We've seen it. We saw it with Potter last year. Arguably, we saw it with Frank Lampard. You could even say that some of them were starting to put their tools down when when Tommy was was still there, you know, because some of the performances were pretty dire. I'm not getting that sense, and I think that's what we've always said. Do you know what? I, I used to sit here and listen to to JK. Was never a fan of Timo Werner, but I was because the bloke didn't stop trying. Yes, it was. He had a scoring in Harding and scoring in shit. I just can't get enough. I just can't get it. Sorry. Yeah, but the thing is, the guy never his body language. It never showed if it was getting him down. He just carried on trying. He might not been out with a cow's ass with a banjo, and that's what we like. We like that at Chelsea. We like players who are triers, and we're willing to give them a chance. And this lot have just started now. I think to 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 show what they can do. Every game that they have, I mean, this is why the international break is a bit of a bastard at the moment because just as you get the momentum going, totally yeah, it, you, you, you you've got a couple of weeks Spawn. off and then you're back against Arsenal. Spawn. Now the only thing the only thing you can hope is that Arsenal have the same momentum loss potential issue. Christ Almighty, that sounded scientific. Um, that, that that we do or any other team does because obviously they're on the back of a, a of a massive high at the moment having beaten City yesterday and then you know just as they probably really up for another game they're all off around the world you know jetting around having to play for their international teams that is a shame and I know you, you you've 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 mentioned it in the script here but what I see from the players and it was looking obvious even at the you know there's things you can see when a player gets substituted and the reaction to the manager and from the manager and from the players on the bench and the crowd. And they're getting, appla- you know, they're getting applauded off. Pochettino is a bit like Tommy. He seems to go out of his way to thank that player as they come off, to let them know they're still loved. And I think that's, that's, that's all seeping through. It was pretty much, you remember Conti's first season, didn't you? And how he, he would be leaping into the arms of his players at the end of a game and then leaping into the crowd. That's what we want. That's that's yeah. what we're about. Poch, Poch came up and, and took the applause as well on Saturday, didn't he? Good. Yeah. Good. Good to he's, see. He's very, he's very, I said on Friday, he's very touchy-feely. He's very um, encouraging for every player who is about to come on as a substitute. Yeah. yeah. I'm liking uh, him. I'm liking him a lot, mate. Yeah. Um, listen, you, you talked about the international break, Tony. It's a very good segue. It's exactly what I wanted to talk about next, actually, because you're right. We've just got three wins in three. First time in the city. That's the first time we won back-to-back aways for a year. Mm. Uh, and apparently Albert the Second, Albert the Second, I know it's fucking mental. I mean, Albert the Second on on Mixler said that he thinks the last time we scored four goals was when we beat Southampton six nil, which would have been a couple yeah. of years ago. Um, I, I will check again later, but I don't doubt you for one minute, Albert the Second. Um, so three wins in three, so we've got momentum going. And now we've got a fucking international break. This is who's going to be away on the international break, right? Uh, Brogia's going to be with Albania. Fernandez is going to be with Argentina. Uh, Caicedo with Ecuador. Colwell and Gallagher with England. 
Desargy and Gusto with France, uh, Matson with the Netherlands, Jackson with Senegal, uh, and uh, Mudrik with Ukraine. Um, Desargy's been pulled, apparently. Uh, so I gather, yeah, he's uh, withdrawn through injury, but I yeah. suspect it's just a slight knock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. But I mean, I mean, the war, the big worry in this is that Fernandez and uh, and Caicedo are going to be going to South America and flying halfway around the fucking world. So they're yeah. going to be in a right state by the time they come back, yeah. aren't they? Yes, they, they they'll be. You, you doesn't matter how fit you are, how much of an athlete you are. Jet lag is jet lag, and that's the end of it. Um, and you know, you you put in not only the, the, the physical effects of jet lag, but the you know the, the traveling, getting to the airport, all that. You know, we all know what. A, an absolute arse pain it is. That's why I, why I like the ferry, Tony. Well, I do as well, because it's a very genteel way to start a, a, a break. And I will say this, as is the Euro Tunnel and then the TGV to the south of France, is a lovely way to start a holiday. But, yes, I mean, it is. And, and, you know, all we can hope for, I think, at the end of the day, is that we're not the only ones that have any form of international hangover. Yeah, yeah. true enough, true enough. I mean, it is a worry because we've got him. Fucking that fly. Been, I've been after him all evening, little shit. Anyway, um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is a worry because when we come back, we've got a really bit of a tough run coming up, uh, which actually would have perhaps been less tough had we if we were playing, um, you know, uh, Arsenal next Saturday rather than in two weeks' time and mm. uh, because of the momentum that we've gathered, the confidence. Because I think this is what this team needs. It is a young team. It's finding and feeling its way. It needs confidence. And confidence comes from winning matches. So when we come back from this confounded fucking international break, we've got Arsenal at home, Brentford at home. Arsenal will be a very tough match, be of no yeah. illusion. Brentford won't be easy either. They're awkward bastards. Then we've got Blackburn in the cup. Who knows what he'll put out for that. Uh, Spurs away will be a tough match right now. They're in form. Yeah. I mean, they were shit against Luton. We watched it in the pub, but, you know, they're, they're, they're in. I mean, they're, they're top of the fucking league at the moment. Uh, mm. Then we've got Man City at home. Always a tough match. Then we have, a, guess what? Another international break. What on earth? And then we've got Newcastle away, which will be another tough match. So, oh, yeah. you know, out of the, what, one, two, three, four, five, six matches coming out, uh, five of them, well, four of them will be very tough. One of them will be awkward and one of them we should win easily. Yeah, 100%. About a massive test of, of how far we've come. I, if I'm honest with you, uh, you know, I would probably quite happily take draws against Arsenal and Manchester City. I, I'm, Spurs have yet to trip up and I think that's coming their way. Um, although... And you know, if there is a god, forgive me for saying this, but I find it very hard to dislike Ange Postacoglu. I love his interviews, um, uh, and I love his almost typically Australian. He, he can he can look at journalists with utter contempt, with a kind of only the way Australians can do, as if to say, you just look at his eyes and you can see him thinking uh, to that journalist. You're a fucking idiot, and that's a stupid question, mate. So, you're a fucking drongo. Yeah, uh, so I, you know, and I, I, I don't ever normally say that, but I actually find myself warming to Postecoglou, uh, Newcastle. Well, yeah, I mean, who saw them trouncing bloody PSG last week like they did? And then 
but they you know, they've they've seen it firsthand. They've come back and they've oh, played West Ham and you know and, and got away with well they got they got a draw. Um, but you know we all know the the impact of European football. We haven't got that right now. When we start playing these teams, are they not back in European action as well? So we've got you know there are, there are options that there are possibilities there. So I'm 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 I'm, I'm still we're not we're not the the finished article yet, but with the progress I've seen in the last three games, because of that, that we're finally starting to get the rubber to green, you know, because we're working hard and we're playing, you know, uh, we, we're not down in tools. Um, so, you know, I think, I think we're going to do better than we thought. Mm. And let's face it, we all know that it's December that's the disaster month for us, <laughs> not I, November. I well, I, I no, I I, th- I think I think the the next month is is. It's the first kind of proper test we, we yes. we're going to have. I mean, I, the December matches are not. I mean, I mean, you know, if I just quickly spin through. <clears throat> sorry, I'm a bit croaky. I shouted too much on Saturday at the match. I actually, funnily enough, I did think this. Uh, J.K. Uh, after Fulham away, which was a belting away, and uh, Burnley away, and it's lovely to be with my nephew. He knows all the worst of the songs. I'm proud of him. I've not I've not brainwashed him at all, actually. You know, I've not taught him any of the songs. He's he just he's learnt, he's gone away and he's obviously figured it out. He knows the worst of the songs. He loves singing and shouting and leaping up and down. And uh, he's also thinks he's you know I've not brainwashed him at all. But he, he he doesn't he doesn't you know we often moan about seventeen year olds who know nothing about football, only what they've learnt from FIFA. He 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 was telling me he was defending Colin Gallagher to his schoolmates the other day. Who were trying to tell him that Conor Gallagher was rubbish, and he was sitting there saying, "No, no, he he, he does a good job for the team. He presses he, all the things that we try out. Maybe yeah. maybe he listens to the show. Maybe that's maybe <laughs> that's the answer. I don't know. Um, but no, I'm I'm proud of him. He's uh, he gets it, mate. He's uh, he will carry on in the uh, carry on in the fine tradition. Right, December, we've got uh, Brighton at home. Tough match if they're on form. United away. I mean, United. Are, I mean, do you know what? It's pissing me off. Actually, I mean, obviously, it pissed me off that they beat Palace. Oh no, Brentford, wasn't it? Um, but they're only they're only above us by a point. I think United. Yeah, something like United, that. Yeah, I mean, arguably, United are far more shit than we've been. I mean, but nobody yeah. seems to be telling anything about it. Yeah, they got one I, more point than us. They're in. They're yeah. in tenth. We're in eleventh. I think they've been suggesting that Ten Hag gets sacked. I think though, haven't they? The supporters. Yeah. So no, there's no, no. that going on. Anyway, whoops. Uh, Man United uh, away. Then we've got Everton away. Sheffield United at home. Wolves away. Pal- I mean, you know, December's a, a month where you, you you know, you would think, all things being equal, we should beat should Luton away, Palace at home, Wolves away, United at home, Everton away, and we should, we should do United because they're a pony. Yeah. Brighton's the one I'm worried about out of all of that. So I think December's not a bad month if we've got some momentum. Yeah, yeah. Um, looking at that, but we've gone into a, a allegedly comfortable December's before and come out the other end pretty bruised. <laughs> um, I, I know. Well, no, we yeah. always used to say, "Remember, remember, we're shit in November." Don't... Well, I thought it was December. No, it was I November. Always, I always dread the, um, uh, uh, the the whole December and the Christmas period anyway because I just think. You know that, but as oh, what was it Ferguson used to say, that's when the season starts, isn't yeah. it? Well, it's Ferguson, they said to him that's when the season. And then started. we'll spend another half half a bar in uh, January and win the Champions League. Well, or, well, we'll win the league. You know, anyway, who knows? Yeah. J.K., what what do you say about all of this? What say you, sir? What say you, sir? Um, S- speak for yourself. 
Uh, I, I think we'll surprise teams that think that we're going to roll over and um, and yeah. be surprised by clubs that we should beat easily. Yes, brilliant. Yes, that's. But uh, you know, the more, as you were saying that, I could see it unfurling and thinking, yeah, he's probably right. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll give Arsenal City and all of them teams a good game, you know, and then we'll we'll play Everton and we'll we just, play. we're always yeah. shit at Goodison Park, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, the so, second they move to, away to their their new ground, the 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 curse will be over. Yeah, we'll start winning away. There. But, <laughs> you know, he'll try and duff us up. I think that's one of the things is there are certain managers who will try certain things that will succeed. I think just because of the the greenness yeah. of the team, really. I think, um, but uh, no, I, I, as I said at the beginning of the season, it's all a big journey of adventure for me as to how it will go. You know, we were thinking. They were playing so badly, they might get relegated. They've now played well. It doesn't look as if the relegation is gonna is is anywhere near. That's not gonna happen at all. Um, so it looks to me as if the trajectory is only but up. But I think there'll be a few banana skins on the way and a few yes. and also we don't really know how injuries will play a game in this. You know, you might find Nkunku comes in and sets the league alight. Yeah. You know, he's a very decent player. When, when's he, he due back? When's he due back? I think they said December. I think right. The, okay. <laughs> he um, might. He, he might need a bit of a run. Of, he might need a run of games, mate. It, he may. He probably won't bring him on initially. He'll probably <laughs> make him sub. But it's it's. But also, we may may make a marquee signing in the. Uh, I mean, we won't. The chances of making any kind of big signings are slim, aren't they? We should we should sign a marquee. Into hey, that would be great. He could hide. I'd um, hide in the crowd and just leap on and, uh, and, and, and so, wear, shh, wear camo- camouflage I am the Mackie. <laughs> <laughs> and score goals and uh, you'll always be offside, unfortunately. You have not seen me. <laughs> yeah. I am it'll so be, fast you cannot see me. You'll always be sneaking in behind. Sneaking flesh. about. Oh, look, there's a blur here. It must be It him. must he's be the Mackie. Yeah, he's offside. Um, oh, but no, I, 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 I'm... I'm it, it pleases me that we've made this progress because it makes me appreciate we won't be completely shit all season and the chances are we may come good. This is not uh, going to be like last season, mate. No, in no way. Do you know what, was a, JK? Yeah, I, I tell you what, no I, I promise you with all my heart that this yeah. will not be like last season. All yeah. right? That's how confident I am of it not being the utter shit fest it was last season. Yeah, but it can't be because the manager is too... Um, professional the manager is too experienced the managers managed at, at really good clubs yeah. and uh, with success not at spuds but you know a kind of success getting them to the champions league final and um uh i i not a question of saying i trust the process because that means that they can be shit and somehow you're you have to expect that because you you have to complain if they're dreadful but um i can see the green shoots and I like them, and I like the plant that is growing, mm. and uh, I will love it, and I will sniff its petals with well, joy. Which, uh, I can get con- uh, flowering as as high as I want it to, I, like a rose, like a sweet rose, Chidge. I can uh, I can console you with this, which was a conversation that I had between my my best mate Simon, as you, who you know, and yes. uh, and my oldest mate Ian or Gilly, who you may have met, uh, who are both Southampton fans. And uh, and uh, a photograph was placed on one of our, our cricket WhatsApp because Gilly had been to uh, see Southampton and Rotherham with a mate who was a Rotherham fan. And uh, and Simon 
I don't know. I think, uh, you know, they were bigging up the match and Simon said, well, that's easy to answer. We are shit. Shittier, <laughs> shittier than a shitty stick that won gold in the shitty stick contest on National Shitty Stick Day. And of Ian, he says, traitor, always was untrustworthy. You had to watch your dinner money. <laughs> Which I just <laughs> thought was fucking hilarious. Good, good exchange. Yes, good yes. exchange. So we are not... We are, we are not suffering quite like Simon is. And I don't no. think we will be, mate. I don't think we will be. It's not going to be brilliant. It's not going to be like it used to be. That's gone for a while. I'm pretty sure of that. But I don't think it... I mean, I think I think last season was the nadir. Yeah. I really do. They will work to make it happen. Yeah. You can... And po- Poch is a good manager, mate. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. seeing it. We're seeing it. So there we go. Yeah. Uh, Neil Desperandum. We're pretty much at the end of the show, people. I must tell you, t- Tony, Tony's coming in with a late one. No? Yes? No? Me? No, no, no. no, no. I, no. I, like I said, I, I I, think your point that you just made then is very good. I think, you know, I, I, I would stick with my forecast of six. I still think we can get to that um, because... I've seen in in those three games the confidence has grown in the team as well, okay. And from the from the not the shit show against Aston Villa because we weren't that bad. We were playing really well against Aston Villa. The red card changed it. So there's going to be moments like that where we are going to have to transform from, you know, the the, the shambles that we were after Gusto went off for about ten or fifteen minutes, and we're going to have to become mentality monsters um, to be able to take some knocks. Now I would argue that going to goal down against Burnley was one of those because we've often seen it before when yeah. we've gone to goal down. I worried, I worried, Tony, I have to be honest. Yeah, when yeah. You th- and you think, right, when was the last time we, we, we got back at anybody like this, you know, and actually won a game? And and the players... Something positive, I agree, absolutely agree. Yeah, yes, and, and the players didn't seem to have that... They, they were mentality monsters. They just kept plugging and plugging and plugging away. And like I said, you, you, you know, sometimes you know you you, you, you buy it, you win the lottery, and and but that triggered it all off. And let's face it, you know we could have we could have run out six, seven, one comfortable winners, right? But then look at other teams. But how many people do that? You know, four one is still a, a thumping, whether you feel like you've been in it yeah. or not. And you might well look back at that game, you know, in 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 six or seven weeks. And thought, cool, yeah, we did give them a bit of a thumping, didn't we? Things are going to get a bit tough, but I'm I'm still primarily against all my better nature positive yeah because i'm you know I'm, I'm, I'm a long-term chelsea fan which means i'm by nature a pessimist really yeah but i'm optimistic about it and i can see what they're doing and and you know i, I got a bit of a slating from somebody on twitter after the last show i think who said i'll oh, turn it off halfway through because i was defending the owners which i'll defend them if i think they need defending at the moment I think you know you just see in the fruition. If this works out, it will be a phenomenal. I think. Success. I think. I think very quickly without making it even longer than we are already. But uh, yeah. when it comes to the owners, I mean that that is a very fair and reasonable attitude, Tony. I think you can split the uh, view on the ownership in terms of what happens on the pitch and what happens off it. Yes. And I mean, if they make this work because they've got a plan clearly it's a fucking gamble um yeah. and for it to work you they've got a they've got to be as good at least as we were under roman in my view otherwise what was the fucking point but if yeah. they make it work fair play and i'll be the first to say okay i was wrong and they were right fair play yeah. i think what goes on off the pitch is entirely different and i do think that they are 
they are deliberately destroying the soul of this club in the way that they're doing it because, of course, they're only here to make money and that's all they're here for. Um, now, I, I mean, you know, that, that I'm afraid, is the way of most of the modern football world. So it's not a question yeah. of why they're the only ones that are doing it. But I'm going to I'm gonna have the hump about that, and I reserve the right to have the hump about that. But I, I can compartmentalise what, what happens on the pitch and what happens off it. And if it works on the pitch because of what they've done, I'll be the first to say fair play. You know, for but, them, it would if for it to work on the pitch would make them more money. So they well, would you would have thought, wouldn't you? Foolish for them not to. Well, attempt that's what to Roman's do. plan always was. I mean, he didn't really give a shit whether he made any money, but he knew that to make it a commercially viable club, even though he ruined it by spunking so much money up against the wall. But he, you know, we had to win for it to be successful. Let's just put it like that, you know. And that's what he did. Anyway, um, can I just say one last thing? You one can. Last thing. Um, the, the referee was most entertaining, wasn't he, in oh, that Jesus. wonderful moment where Cucurella attempted to kick the ball, a red card. missed it, missed it and hit the player, and yeah. the player was standing up. And then somebody on the touchline told him to fall down. So he fell over the player because it was an opportunity for them to all have a drink and be coached. Yeah. So company said, and he fell down, and he fell down, and because he fell down, Atwell had a second look at it because he hadn't. He'd just given a foul and gave him a yellow card. And you just think, how completely useless is that? And then also the other thing he did, which, you know, according to uh, Dean, you're not supposed to do, was the game had restarted when they came back to see whether Sterling was offside yeah. or not. And they're not supposed to do that. I said the other day, referee can do what he wants. But Dean made a big thing, had the big row with Paul Merson. Yeah, on, yeah. Tell you about it. And he said, you know, it's the law, it's the law. You know, it's no good you pop, popping off like a like a lemonade bottle. Or he said, like a bottle of pop. He said, but, and I agree with Merson completely. He's a complete wanker, um, Dean. I mean, for goodness sake. But it, if if the law, if you've got something wrong, you you can just go, I'm sorry, I've got it wrong. Let's, let's go back to what it was. If you know you've got it wrong, mm. it's quite simple. Human nature, make the game flow. Just make make the game, make a comment, that it make a, a decision that is the correct decision. And the very fact that he went against what Dean had just said was so typical because fair enough, he didn't want to make a cock up. They were worried that he was offside. So they went back and had a look. I'm I'm all with that. But they really got to sort it out, haven't they? Once again, watching the Rugby World Cup, wonderful moment where they went back to the, the conversion had been taken. And one of the TMOs pointed out there'd been a knock on earlier and they went back and they, they disallowed the try. It didn't matter if the conversion had been taken because in rugby, it's up to the, the kickoff. But they've got so many things to happen in the meantime. So they are so much more in touch with what should happen in games playing rugby. It's just it's disastrous the way that football is run from a from a, an officiating point of view. Ah, What are they going to do about it? Because it is so dreadful. Anyway, just wanted to say Atwell was dreadful. No, well done. Needed to be said, JK. This needs to be said as well, actually. First of all, Ian Burgess, when uh, was uh, I remarked about the fact that we both met him, said it was emotional. Uh, I think that was meeting you, not me, but I don't know. I could be wrong. Anyway, Ian said it was emotional. <laughs> I've just been sneakily looking at Twitter, and Ian, Ian's done his Gareth of the Week tweet. Uh, and this week he's singled out that absolute weapon, Ibsy Speaks. Uh, it's worth checking out. If you have, if you don't follow Ian, you should. He's hilarious. Ian Burgess. I think it, I can't remember what the Twitter handle is. I do follow him. Yeah, yeah but Ian's great value. He's a lovely bloke too. I didn't know he was in Newcastle. He came down from uh, from from Newcastle to see the Burnley game. Anyway, 
So thank you, Ian, for saying it's emotional. This is really lovely. I, this came in an hour ago or so, but I, I meant to read it out then, but uh, we got embroiled in stuff. It's from Blue Path 58 This is my first time listening live. Live. Well done, JK. Although I haven't missed an episode on Spotify for years. I'm a golf greenkeeper. And you lot, cheer my early mornings up with your insights and witty banter. Keep it up, lads and lass. Oh, well, nice. Sweet. Isn't that lovely? And I thought, what a great job to have a golf greenkeeper. Marvellous. Yeah. yeah, like that. Well done, uh, Blue Path. And thank you for joining us. Right, um, that is kind of it for us this week. It's uh, It has been emotional. It always is. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I've thoroughly enjoyed seeing both JK and Tony, as always, and to, to hear you lot as well, or to see what you lot have been uh, writing on Mixler. Uh, so that is all we've got time for tonight. JK and I will be back on Friday for, uh, I haven't told him yet, for a bumper edition of In Off The Post. On Friday? Yes. Oh, because we're not doing a preview, That's are we? right. Oh, that's good. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that, Judge. I thought you might be. Yeah. Uh, it's a bumper one, mate. There are 22 emails. Ah, oh, you mean the, the in off, off the post that goes on until two o'clock in the morning, that one? In, in, yes. in off the post and round the fucking bend, mate. Yeah, oh. look, the fingers come out from that, look, from her indoors. Look, Stuart Atwell, her. Stuart Atwell has appeared. Nope. You're going to need plenty of that camp She's coffee. She's changed into her onesie. She's not changed into the waiter's outfit that you were trying to get her to drop to wear earlier on, JK. Yeah, you know, she she has to be persuaded, paid in fact. Oh, really? Be. Okay. Well, look, yeah, me and you are going to do oh. in off the post on Friday because I thought that'd be nice to catch up with all the emails rather than do a Q and A. I thought we'd do that, so uh, we will be doing that. So make sure you come and join us at the usual time of seven thirty p.m. Uh, quick shout out for all the joinees on Patreon. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You are fantastico. Uh, it all helps, uh, and if you want to do that as well um, and support the show. Uh, basically bung us a few quid every month uh, you can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast and if you do sign up to Patreon you will be entitled to a Kerry Dixon banner and uh, it's a little mini banner a replica of the one we have at the Matthew Harding end and uh, you can join our Discord group which is brilliant because it's like Mixler 24-7 and the people in there are brilliant proper people uh, in off the post as mentioned a minute ago if you want your email Patreon or Instagram post or tweet or Facebook message read out on the show then let me have them by the end of the day on Sunday. The email address, if you want to do that, is chelseafancast at gmail.com. And uh, you can follow the show on all the social media at Chelsea Fancast. Me at Stanford Chidge, Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd, and Tony at Grocer Jack UK. Great fun tonight, Tony. Lovely to yeah, see lovely. you, mate. Yeah, it's been brilliant. And, uh, and do you know what? You've taken my mind off the fact that my legs aren't working very well having played walking football for the first time in three months tonight. Well done. Uh, I'm 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 still a level away from match fitness. You are. You, your shoulder uh, is your shoulder all right? Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, good man. Got physio next week. I'm, yeah. uh, you know, it's never going to be what it was. But as I said, they don't want to do an operation. It's all right. You drink with the other hand. Exactly. And um, uh, you're you're over the Rona and all of that. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what? The, uh, the day I tested bloody positive for that bastard COVID, right? Um, I uh, that was the best day I'd felt since I'd had the flu jab, right? Um, so I was just unfortunate time, and I had the flu jab, COVID jab, got COVID, and felt rough for a couple of days or whatever. But the day I tested positive, I felt bloody marvellous. I felt like I was on steroids. Man. I don't know. I, mean, it, uh, I, I rang. I had an asthma appointment uh, on Friday, 
which I obviously couldn't go to to check out my asthma. And the nurse said she was she went, oh well, thank you for bringing up and cancelling it. She said, um, but I've got to tell you, she said it's absolutely rife around here at the moment. Yeah, everyone's going to get it. It's just the the fact no one no one needs to test and no one needs to report it. Yeah, but you know that's the way it is. So yes, I'm. Back into almost rude health. Good. It's lovely to see you and lovely to see you, my friend. And I'll see you at the Arsenal match. Arsenal game. Look Indeed, forward to man. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. JK, great to see you as always. Thank you for gracing us with your holy presence. Well, you know, it may never happen again. Well, I, I <laughs> hope it does. I'll be well stuffed without you. Yeah, look after him, Avril. We can't have anything happen to him. He's, no, he's a national treasure, don't you know? He is. He's a national treasure. He really is. Lovely. Great to see you, mate. Uh, stay well this week, and uh, you and I will reconvene on Friday. So there we go. On Friday for the mammoth in on oh, in off man, the post yes. session. In off the post. I, I, I think I might have to fortify myself with a bottle of my bottle of my cider. Ah, yes. yes. Could be a bit messy. Anyway, uh, you like Mixler. Lovely to see you as always. Everybody else, thank you for listening. See you soon. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, keep it chill. Hey, you blue boy. Have a good in the net. Oh, The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.